Hey yo, welcome to another edition of 43.6, the sports podcast you always wanted. I'm Dustin Perry, and I'm joined by the deathly sick one, Maddie Key. Hello, Maddie. Hi. <laughs> and I'm also joined by the man who is below me in our fancy football standings, Mr. James Key. That is unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> I'm on the mend from the deathly sick one. Uh, I am feeling better myself. I feel bad. This dude is, I think, I feel like Maddie's two steps away from being Cameron in Ferris Bueller. Like, that's the level of sick he's at right now. Yeah, it hurts. It's a sweet Red Wings jersey, though. Did have a sweet, was it Gordie Howe, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Which is weird, because aren't they in Chicago? Yeah, but you could be a Wings fan. It's like the idiots who live in the city who are Habs fans. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder about stuff like that. I, 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 I can't. I, I'll tell you this right now, just off the top. I believe if you live in a city, you support that team. I am a hundred percent with you, Maddie. Yeah. I look at it as <clears throat> sports and the teams. It's kind of like your family. You don't get to pick your family. You. This is it. This is for for sickness and health, in love and death. Like this is what you are because this is where you're from. Now it's different if like you moved. If you grew up in Montreal and then you moved to Toronto for whatever reason, I totally get for you being 100% Montreal fan to the day you die. I get that. Um, however, there's also situations where it's like NFL, and I think we talked about that on the talked about this on this show before. But we don't have a hometown NFL team. Aside from, you know, the Bills technically would be the hometown team, depending on who you're talking to at what era of time they started watching football in the city. Because, like, you would have only got the Buffalo feed at one point prior to, you know, cable and satellite television or anything. Anyways, yes, there are certain circumstances where you're allowed to pick. But most of the time, no, you don't get to pick. This is your, this is it. And look. I, I think you cheer for multiple teams. Sure. But I think you have to have like the home base, right? Like that's got to right. be the thing. Also, remember when they did the Buffalo series in Toronto? Remember each year they had like three home games or something that were played in Toronto at the Dome? I think it was yeah. just one home game. Was it one? But it was, yeah, there's one home game every year for like five years or something. It may have been like one preseason game and one regular season game. But yeah, there was a, a number of years where the Bills played in the Rogers Center. Which they were trying to move them here, were they not? Well, I don't push to get them here. Yeah, Bon Jovi I was think, part of it. I think there's yeah. definitely some people who wanted it to move to Toronto. I think it, honestly, it, it probably all it was was just them trying to posture for a new building, and you know, threatening the city of Buffalo, like, "Hey, let's move to Toronto. Look, we can sell out a building in Toronto." And they didn't. <laughs> no they one didn't, went to yeah. those games. No one yeah. cared. So also, why the fuck does Bon Jovi care about sports in Toronto so much? This guy has his hands in like everything that happens in the city. It's the NFL. You know bon, it's money. Well, yeah. probably. Do you know Bon Jovi has like a star with his name on it at the Scotiabank Arena? Why? Yeah. Oh, because so he sold. You, he was like the most selling artist or something at that yeah. arena. They gave him like a know. banner at one point, didn't they? Yes. There was a really shitty looking banner at one point. And the banner is gone. But like if you enter the Scotiabank Arena through the Galleria in gate one on like one of the pillars, there's like a star and it says Bon Jovi on it. Dude, that's fine. I've that never stopped can barely... to read it, but <laughs> it's there. Have yeah. you seen him lately? God, no. He no. can barely make it through 
wanted dead or alive. Like he is like, he sounds like Bob Dylan <laughs> doing Bon Jovi. It's pretty rough. Well, On the like, flip side though, if have you seen the videos of Paramore finally performing All I Wanted on yeah. TikTok? I'm like, it's pretty wild. Jesus. He is so good. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's I mean, incredible. Haley Williams is probably one of the best female artists out there. It just pains me. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but I always end up being that guy where I'm like, this new stuff sucks. <laughs> like, give me the old stuff. Give me all we know yeah. is falling, and then let's go. Like, that's you know. I feel like. I am like that for some artists, but some I think are able to keep up with it. Like there's new stuff that I listen to every year, like Sleep Token's new album is like, that was one of my favorite albums this year. And actually, I think we probably should talk about Spotify Wrapped as well at some point. And actually, before we do that, I should let you know that on this week's episode of 43.6, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Shohei Otani, Juan Soto. It's Nikita, right? Nikita Zadorov. Yep. Nikita. I just feel like... I feel like it just should be Nikita. Okay. It is the door of uh, NFL week 13 recap and NFL week 14 picks. All of that and a whole lot more coming up on this week's episode of 43.6, which of course is brought to you by now your treasures, which we'll talk a bit more about later. But yeah, there are some bands that I, I look back on and say, yeah, I kind of like your earlier stuff better. Um, but there are others where I still listen to like all sorts of new stuff. So I haven't quite reached that point in life where I only and exclusively listen to stuff that I grew up with. But I feel like we're probably getting there. My problem is when a band departs so dramatically, like I like natural evolutions of a band. If a band all of a sudden is like, we're going to make a hip hop album. And they were I'm like, what? Like, why? You know, like even when Fallout Boy, like I was a big fan of theirs and Infinity on High was very different from their other two albums because it was like very much produced and crafted and, and it felt much bigger <clears throat> at the time i was like eh, but i've grown to appreciate it same with like the black parade for my chemical romance i didn't like it at the time right because i was like this is not three cheers but then listening to it over and over as i grew up i understand it more with, with paramore is a good example where i don't i don't understand the departure from the sound i don't and it's unfortunate because i think she's incredible yeah i mean i don't know if i've really given any other new stuff a chance i generally only just see the videos that pop up on tiktok and i'm like oh yeah they're cool i remember liking them a lot back yeah. in the day but yeah and i can't like really even taking back sunday's new album it's so much more grown up than their other stuff but it's good and i like it because it's still it's still them like and i think that's and i'm sure the artist would look me in the face and be like fuck you who are you to tell me who i am and valid yeah. right but at the same time yeah. also don't have to buy buy purchase or listen to your music right so it's 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 catch 22 though because there's going to be a situation where it's like oh you guys sound exactly the same as you sounded for the past 20 fucking years how about you change it up a little bit and then there's the guys who change it up and you're like no fuck you go back but to the stuff i like a <laughs> little bit was the key there right but i also yeah. think too like the artists are very aware as well that if they change their sound enough or a lot <clears throat> that they know it's not going to vibe with some of their older fans. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's, I think in how you approach saying, Hey, you know, doesn't ring with me the same way. I think they'll be like, all right, cool. But if you're like an asshole, better be like, no, go back. They'll be like, yeah, then you'll get the fuck you. I feel like one of the best examples was Metallica's St. Anger. Everyone brings that up as the example. 
Yeah. Where and honestly, like when I go back and listen to that album, there's some really good songs on that album. Now listen, <laughs> it's like there's something really weird going on there with the drum tuning and whatever. It just sounds like I don't know, Lars is smacking the top of a stainless steel plate or something. I don't know. But I enjoy it for what it is. Like if you don't tell me or it's hard not to know, but like if you don't know that's Metallica and like literally any other band put that album out, you'd be like, okay, good. that's a good album. That's cool. Yeah. I remember saying Eric coming out and everyone being like, fuck it, they're done. They're toast. Game over. And like they, they're not going to be done. Like they're fucking Metallica, right? There's always room for nostalgia. And that's kind of what Spotify wrapped feels like in some way. Uh, you guys are both on Spotify. Obviously. No, absolutely not. I hate okay. it. James, you're on Spotify. Apple Music, sir. God damn it! But All Apple right, Music so has the same gimmick. Do they? I just, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm the type where like I enjoy curating my own playlist. Like I enjoy putting the music on my phone, creating my own playlist. Like I like having it natively. I don't like being restricted to an app or a service that I have to pay for for something I can fucking do Which, myself like that. Dude, like there's a lot of arguments for that now. Did you see what happened with fucking PlayStation, Sony, and Discovery. Oh yeah, yeah. They like yeah. Uh, tanked a bunch of episodes of shit that people actually bought, and they're Purchased. like, "Well, we're removing it." Yeah, yeah. So it's it's different if like so if you don't know what we're talking about, Sony had a a web based store or through their PlayStation that you could have accessed certain television shows and movies and whatever, and you could purchase episodes of shows. But they had a a license expire with Discovery. And a lot of those shows are now no longer available on the service, not just no longer available to buy, but no longer available, even if you had bought it. It's just gone. So, and you know, they're not reimbursing them. Oh, God, no. It's not like the Netflix scenario where it's like, well, you pay a monthly subscription and you get what you get when it's there. And sometimes stuff comes in. There's an understanding of I'm paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Game Pass, where it's like, you know, at some point, you get a discount if you have Game Pass with Microsoft. Speaking of, I no longer have to pay for any of that shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's the understanding that games rotate in and out of Game Pass. Right. Whereas this, it was purchased and you thought you owned it, but no, you don't. And it's going to create issues. So that's got to be a legal battle, a class right? Action law- yeah, there's huh. definitely going to be a class action lawsuit unless they had the foresight, which I highly doubt to put that into the ULA. I bet you I it is. bet there might be. Yep. Yeah. Because really? nobody reads that uh, shit. Yeah. That episode of South Park, is it South Park? Where they have the... Yeah, the human sentai pad. Yeah, that's what that is, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, I, I'm pretty sure in yeah, all those agreements, it says you're licensing the content and at any point that license can expire. Yeah, I would imagine. Which but is, that gives yeah, more reason fun. for... Like, well, I was talking to somebody the other day about, I guess, Spider-Man 2... I know we're diverting a bit here, but it'll all come back. Uh, Spider-Man 2, there's problems with some people's disc version where it won't load some shit on their PlayStation 5s. And I was like, that's why you get digital. And he's like, but I like having physical. And I'm like, I get that. I bought Mario RPG physical, right? But then I saw when the like on X about the discussion about the Warner Discovery content being pulled, like Anonymous is like, that's why piracy is so prevalent. Is because like people don't want the rug pulled out from under them, right? And like this is the first example of what everyone feared is like, well, if I just get everything digital, one day someone could just pull the rug out from under me, and it fucking happened, which uh-huh. is crazy. 
Yeah, at any point, this content could disappear, and your entire games library could be gone, your movies library or whatever. Like, I have a whole bunch of movies that I own through the Xbox store. Like, this is, it could be the exact same scenario for me if all of a sudden uh, Microsoft said, hey, we're no longer working with Disney anymore. So if you own a whole bunch of Marvel movies, like, it's gone. See, you later. See I, I wonder, though, if this will be something that kind of preps other providers like this to say, we can't do this. You know, like if Sony does this, they're the guinea pig and then everyone freaks out, gets pissed off um, and, you know, kind of starts some kind of class action lawsuit. If say if Microsoft does say, you know what, like you said, we're no longer going to work with Disney, but you have movies purchased from there. They'll say they will no longer be available to purchase, but we will provide you with a file or something that you can. Do you know what I mean? Like if there's going to be a contingency for people that have purchased the, the item because I bought movies on Amazon. You know, like there's movies I wanted to see that I'm not going to message my brother at like nine o'clock at night on a Friday and be like, yo, download this. Like I'm in the mood. I want to watch it now. I just want to sit here. So I'll just buy it on Amazon, which is John Wick four. So it could very well happen there as well. Yeah, I absolutely could. And I think the reasonable thing to say is like, if it's purchased, you can still use it and whatever. Like the situation with PT, when that just disappeared from the Sony store. Like if you download it, you could still play it. Like there's, there's like version. I don't know if that was a PS3. I think it was PS3. Maybe it was PS4. PS4. Was and PS4. so what, what happened was though, is if you had it on your system, when they removed it mm-hmm. from the store, it actually took it out of your system. They updated it. So it was no longer playable. You had to like no. disconnect. Yeah. You had to disconnect your system from the no. internet to be able to. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to boot my sure. PS4 later and see if it's still there. <laughs> well, like, if it's not online, you're okay. Oh no, it's definitely online. So anyways. We'll see. But uh, the reason I bring up Spotify wrapped is there was something new they did this year and it's wild. And it's not like that unheard of and it's not really that complicated either. But I feel like the first time they've done it where they have like this DJ that will just play tracks. But it's like a like you're listening to a radio station. And he's like, hey, Dustin, this is your Spotify wrapped. And I've been listening. I've been looking through all the stuff you like and you listen to a lot of post hardcore. So here's a track from Alex is on fire. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> all right, cool. Just is like it the AI? most cringy VA guy? Yeah, it's 100% AI. And they're just, they read the data of like what you listen to that year. And they personalize it by like saying, hey, Dustin, what's up? My name is so-and-so. And I'm br- and they give you a sentence of what they're doing. And it's cool because they cut in every few songs. I'm like, all right, we just heard Pearl Jam. And, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> so this is why it, don't little tightening up. All right, yeah. Dustin, you just heard Pearl Jam. <laughs> right. It's like 90, <laughs> so, 90s shock jock intonation. But but then mixed with the standard, like, uh, recording of every band. Like, somebody was just like, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alex is on fire. So they just cut that in. It's like when uh, the see. NHL games. Remember the NHL games in, like, the early 2000s and the 90s? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! There goes Leclerc. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and they they outside of um, I guess like a lot of like top five percent or one percent players in the league, they don't even record names really anymore for guys. Not in the like a fluid way. Like you'll get them in mention in a little bit, but you yeah, won't there's get no them. intonation. But like yeah. AI is going to change that, right? Oh yeah. Well, that's the big thing right now, and like the gaming industry is is. Also, just any kind of entertainment industry is the level of usability of AI. So part of the actors and writers strike, from my understanding, is that you can't use AI 
replications of people for voice and visual yeah. content. So there's a huge you know, protection uh, was yeah. part of it. Yeah. So like if I act in a part, they can't then take me and reuse parts of that and feed it through AI to fill in other parts of the movie or another episode of a show that I'm in. But like some actors have actually signed off the rights to themselves. Like Bruce Willis did. Yeah. Bruce Willis is weird though. He's Did he sign off the rights to Bruno as well? Well, Bruce Willis is also dying, right? So I bet yeah, he's, he's probably like... Got legacy. To, it provides for his family, right? Exactly, yeah. So I get but, it. Uh, the other thing I'm seeing a lot of AI of is like uh, dead uh, music artists do songs now. Well, they did the right? Beatles. The Beatles song, yeah. Yeah, but I also saw uh, on TikTok, it was like Kurt Cobain doing Everlong by Foo Fighters. Oh, which that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 as soon as I started listening to it, I'm like, <laughs> I know. I had, I had like, it was almost like I got chills. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, that was and then Everlong I started thinking about my the, hero because it should be my hero. But then uh, I started thinking about all the possibilities. Like, give me, like, I don't know, fucking John Lennon doing, uh, fuck, I don't know, a Jack Everyone's song. Everyone's fighting. 99 problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? With a piano? Yeah, that'd be, be fantastic. So that's the thing, though, is the AI thing is kind of weird to me because, again, it, it opens it opens up that door of, you know, what is usable and what is protected versus what isn't because you know they'll find any loophole to use the AI to save money. Um, this one guy, and I just saw this, and again, I didn't delve too deep because it was just passing like on an Instagram thing that I saw. Um and I got to say, this dude's kind of brilliant. If this was legit or if it was just like one of those like deep fake kind of stories. But what happened was, is this guy created an AI girl who's a model who has 350,000 Instagram followers uh -huh. and promotes items and all the money goes to him. And it cuts out the middleman of having all these difficult like modeling agencies and shit like that, where he can charge slightly less with the same level of exposure and he just keeps all the money. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's uh, I've also seen crazy stuff like not AI, but like a guy just straps a camera to his cat. And his cat runs around and they post TikToks like all minute long TikToks. They, they're a TikTok creator. They have hundreds of thousands in, like of subscribers, millions of views. And he's dude. making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month just by strapping a camera to his fucking cat. Dude, that's like the TikTok I shared in the Discord of the hamster rave. It's just oh, yeah, the hamster like, rave. It was so good. Fucking rave music. And the hamsters are just going ape shit on this fucking wheel. And, they, and some of them fall off and they crash into each other. It's fucking hilarious. It's great. I'll say this. I, I wonder what the level of desire would be for like a penis cam where like you don't see it like you don't see my dong but it's like i just strap a camera on it and it's just like throughout my day you kind of see what it would see it's just periodically you see it like really just like facing down and then all of a sudden it comes up and faces <laughs> forward every now and then it's just <laughs> but like okay we would you call the guy who does the hamster rave or like would you call that person creative like how do you how do you come up with that idea and then like, I'm going to do this. And then it takes off. Like, is that person just, is that lightning in a bottle? Or would you consider that person like an artist? I'd say I it's clever, but I wouldn't say they're an artist. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. I don't know if it's necessarily creative, but it's opportunistic. Yes. Sure. 
That's good. I mean, because sometimes I look at that stuff and I'm like, this guy's like, this guy had a stupid fucking idea. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And then ends up having gajillion views. Meanwhile, we're out here striving for listeners. So share, like, subscribe. But and this, this fucking guy's just like, putting hamsters on a fucking wheel. Like, are we doing this wrong? Should we have just put 100%. hamsters on a wheel and put fucking DJ we, music Our podcast on? in the background? No, just our podcast running in the background. <laughs> Maybe it should be the TikTok wheel. content. Well, <laughs> you see that all the time of stolen content on TikTok, right? It's always like a stand-up comedian doing a bit. And then underneath it, it's someone like, I don't know, fucking shaving soap or something. Like, yeah. that's what you need. We need that, like fidget spinner thing to keep people watching whether it's the hamster or your penis or the cat <laughs> and then on top of that is the podcast a weird combination of items you just kind of yeah put together. so we just <laughs> clip we clip uh, parts of the show over top of random fucking b-roll yes b-roll has nothing to do with anything no yeah you know it has to do i'd be the complete opposite of the show if we're talking sports yeah. it's fucking a cat wrestling okay. yeah wrestling yeah it's so AEW. You, you know what would be really brilliant? If we really wanted to do that, you put anime clips to it. Yeah, that's true. Just add Super Saiyan all the time. Yeah, just Super Saiyan or Naruto going, you know, running six paths. Naruto running? Yeah. We're we're overthinking this. We we just go to chat GPT and be like, yo, make me a video of B-roll that has nothing to do with sports. <laughs> and then it'll just here you go. Thank no, you. I got it. Bananas and pajamas. It's yeah. our podcast running alongside old Footage clips of bananas, of bananas and pajamas. And pajamas. Yeah. Do you remember World that party shit? episodes? Yeah. You don't remember bananas and pajamas? Oh, I do. I do. Bananas and pajamas. They're coming down the stairs. <laughs> I love bananas and pajamas. So since the writer strike is over and the AI thing is on hold for now. Have you guys noticed a whole bunch of trailers just dropping left and right? Oh, yeah. And some yeah. of them don't look good. There was the boys trailer for season four. Looks good. Looks, looks great. Good. There was the House of Dragon trailer that came out. I don't know if you saw looks that. Looks good. Yes, looks good. I enjoyed that. The Godzilla versus Kong trailer. Amazing. Yes, fantastic. Like, what the fuck was that? Godzilla a, looks like he's in Horizon. It was awesome. Honestly, yeah, awesome. you could you could have the worst story ever. But if you have monsters or giant robots fucking each other up, I'm in. Dude, it doesn't even make any sense. Like the actual premise of it, it's like we thought humans and life forms only existed on the surface of the planet. But we were wrong. Well, because it's it, they're okay. playing into the whole Jules Verne thing, right? Where there's the world below ours that's yeah. just above the core, right? And then, of course, there was a Spider-Man trailer. Or the, not Spider, the spider um Madam Web does not look good. No, it doesn't. It it looks horrendous. But they're, they're leaning into the spider totem lore, though, which makes me think that they're going to converge all of the Spider-Man shit or attempt Sydney to. Sydney Sweeney's in it, so I'm going to watch it for sure. Yeah, I mean her her Spider Woman does not look good. It looks I, I very mean, it looks very AI generated, to be honest. And then the most recent one, I think that. And probably the most recent, but I think the one that's going to hit with us the most is Fallout. Looks I good. Cool. I saw that one. Well, Furiosa came out, but it, like the Furiosa. trailer for that. And yeah, so I'll say this. It kind of has that weird. And I said this to my wife when we were watching it. I was like, something feels off. And I realized what it was. It's almost the weird Sin City style of shots a little bit in terms of 
the effects. Like certain shots feel very the same way Sin City was shot, just in color. Mm. I don't well, know. I'm excited just, for it. Eh, I mean, I, mm, I, I really liked Westworld, at least a couple seasons of Westworld. So, well, yeah, Fallout, yeah, really cool. Fallout. He's talking about Fall- Furiosa. I'm talking about Furiosa. Oh, okay. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> no, Fallout looks amazing. No, Fallout looks okay. great. The Brotherhood of Steel and the suits look fantastic. Yeah, everything looks right on point, and that's aesthetically Walter, least, right. Big fan of Walter Goggins. You know, he's Cecil and in Invincible, yeah. which so stupid invincible season two is taking a break after it took like three years to fucking come out and you got it after four episodes take like a eight week break go fuck yourself yeah so i had that same realization last friday morning or whatever when i turned on amazon prime i'm like where the fuck's invincible first of all amazon prime sucks like the navigation of that app is terrible which and i don't know if it's some proprietary thing and i i will say this working in tech there probably is but um, why they don't just copy Netflix and then incorporate yeah. your own features. Like X-Ray is awesome. I love the X-Ray feature on X-ray Amazon. Right. It's so good. But just copy exactly what Netflix does and then throw your own fucking features in. But again, there's probably some proprietary code that they can't use. I guess. But anyway, but yeah. I went there on Thursday or on Friday. It wasn't there and I was very upset. But the, what I was reading about it, they're saying, no, we're not taking a break. We just decided to give you four episodes early. Like we were always going to air this like eight episodes in the spring. It's like, all right, stop. That's like, you didn't fire me. I quit. Like, no, you got fired. (laughs) I don't break up. You don't break up with me. I break up with you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But um, Um, a lot of they people say that the reason why the delay is there is because of what they have to adapt in the back half of this season, which not not really a good excuse to be honest, like I know what comes out in the back half of this season. It's like, whatever. Um, before we get to sports stories, do you guys have anything from your weekend or should we move along? Move on. Oh no, I, I do. I'm going okay. back and rewatching eighties Van Damme flicks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I watch kickboxer. Okay. okay. I'm going to be watching street fighter soon. I'm in the middle of blood sport. Dude. I just recently watched street fighter. <laughs> I did also recently watch Street Fighter. It makes me laugh, and it's like it is it's not a good movie. No, but it's it's good enough. It's good. It's good in that bad way. It's good enough to good watch enough. to make it through. Like there's some movies where I watch, I like I gotta turn the shit off. I can watch Street Fighter all the way through and be like, I can be entertained. I could yo. I could watch Kylie Minogue's cam- Cami any day. Also true. I remember getting that movie on VHS when I was a kid. And being so excited, and then like being so confused and not interested in the movie. Like, why is Bison so skinny? <laughs> why, why, why is Guile super Captain America a Belgian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got the American <laughs> flag on the huge Austrian Belgian accent. He goes, and then the American flag is like hardcore leaned in. I'm gonna kick that son of a bitch Bison's <laughs> ass so hard, so hard. The next Bison wannabe is gonna feel it. Not American. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's good though for camp. I mean, they need a good Street Fighter movie to be honest. I mean, they've shown they can do it with Mortal Kombat. You can do it with Street Fighter, dude. The the Legend of Chun Li was the dirt worst. Back to going full Chris, uh, what's Chris Klein. Name? Chris Klein. Ugh. The acting is so terrible by him in that movie, like comically so, like to the point where it's like 
you can accept if that's what he was trying to do being like look it's street fighter i'm gonna overplay this and whatever and you can get that vibe but you can tell he tried to take it so seriously and just overacted the fuck out of it yeah not good yeah bloodsport the quest you gotta watch the quest yes the quest i gotta watch that too which is essentially just bloodsport just more international i guess um yeah i'm gonna i'm i that's what i did and hung out with my kid so but speaking of the godzilla stuff i watched shin godzilla which is very good that sounds like some sort of ramen noodle it well it's now you're shin gonna ramen? be slightly racist here because it's the japanese godzilla movie that's the most recent <laughs> oh no just because the ramen noodle i buy says shin on it that's why yeah, I, I don't know what shin, means. shin ramyun yeah shin ramyun yeah. Yeah, that one, the red you, package one. It's awesome. The spicy one? Yo, they have the new one. That's the light version. It's the one I, I can't have the red one. The red one is the most spicy thing I've ever eaten in my entire no, life. No, the red one is not spicy at all. It's Wait, not that spicy. What's the, I know. Okay, so I'm no, having a different one. No, I know. I know which one you're thinking of. There's the black. There's a black one. Which is spicy. Um, And then there's like a chicken carbonara one, which is kind of spicy. And no, then, I have a red one that was almost put me in the hospital. The red one is spicy. Like, not I'm not going to say it's like, I don't find it that spicy. Is it the one like, with the chicken on a, the cover? No. A chicken? No, there's no chicken. No, you're thinking, okay, so I know that company you're thinking of. Theirs are very, very spicy. That red one is very, very spicy. Yeah. There's a company that has a chicken on the cover and it's the it red ramen. Is, on it. Yeah. It is like. Now it, who's being racist? You know, like, all y'all ramens look alike to me. <laughs> well, I'm I'm aware because it comes from the nation of my wife, and she educated me on all the ramens. And but yeah, Shin Godzilla is good, man. It's it's like it's like it's a modern take on Godzilla, but it's filmed and has the music and like almost like the grainy grainy ish footage of early Godzilla films. And Godzilla even like barely moves when he moves, but it's so good because it's just it's done so well. It's awesome. Check it out. And then, oh, so it's it's in the same universe as Godzilla Minus One. Godzilla Minus mm. One takes place before Shin Godzilla. Oh, dude, I, I do not remember that at all, but I'll take your word for it. And Minus One's in theaters um, now. Apparently, it's amazing. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I did also, like, get something in the mail the other day. And I'm like, I have no fucking clue what this is. Vibe you ever get that? We're like, some, I mean... <laughs> So here's what it looks like. Porno magazine. magazine. It looks like, I mean, it, it could be a magazine. It could be a lot of things. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? And I'm looking at like where it came from. It's from Culture City Supplies in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm like, anthrax? what? The, what is this? <laughs> it's anthrax. And it's like, it's my old address. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Did you open it? So, is this going to be a live unboxing? I, I did open it already. And oh, I found okay. out what it was. And it's gonna be like the most Dustin, nerdy thing. Dustin, you are not watched. the father. <laughs> yeah, it's a paternity test to say no. Oh man, <laughs> my TikTok feed is littered with those of just <laughs> of dudes just getting off and like what? you are getting Dude. off the hook. I mean, oh. like you are you are not the father, and you see like the woman run away and shit. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, you said dudes getting off, and I was like, that's a terrible choice of words. It's like a, it's a sign. Olfactory marinations. It's a signed picture. It says, Dustin, all the best. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Mick Foley's daughter Mick, with Mick, Mick Foley. Foley. So it's it's a picture of Mick Foley and his daughter, and it's signed by Mick Foley. Dustin, all the best. I'm like, okay. Like, that's a 
it's weird that his daughter's in it, but like, okay, cool, whatever. It's very yeah. Trump um, of him. And so as I opened it and I saw what it was, I'm like, I remember this now. And I went through my emails to try to figure out when this was ordered. It, to my best understanding, it's as the earliest it could have happened because I did this a few years. And so basically what it was is like buy a raffle ticket for WrestleMania. And if you win, you get a ticket to WrestleMania and you hang out with Mick Foley and his daughter and whatever, like over the weekend. And all the proceeds would go to a charity of his choosing, which I think was at the time was Rain. Rain. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And Rain, I, I believe, works with uh, abused women. Yep. I, my understanding of what Rain does. Anyways, so I looked through my emails and like Rain, Mick Foley, and typing this in. And like I, I entered a few times. But at the earliest, this is four years old. <laughs> like it was like 2020 was the last time I probably. So I'm thinking maybe it was COVID that like halted things. But like I went back in my email and there was some from like 2017. So it's possible that this thing has been in the works for the past seven fucking years and it's now finally arrived on my doorstep. And I'm like, some dude just found it like laying okay. in the mailroom behind a counter or something. <laughs> So I wonder if like Mick was so backed up and he finally signed these things seven years later, or it was just in the ether of the world, you know, like you ordered something online and it shipped here and shipped there and moved around and finally reached its destination seven years later. So if you ever lose something in the mail, um, there's Hold a chance yeah. that you may eventually get it. And speaking of chance of eventually getting something, Prime. Uh-huh, I, that's exactly where I, I want it to be Dustin. That's exactly where I was going. There's a lot of hope right now. There's a lot of waiting around. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of reports. There's a lot of sources saying things. And I want to put a pin on some of the things that we were talking about, I think, last week, where I was saying there's no fucking chance in the world the Blue Jays are getting Shohei Otani. I was saying they're only there to up the price for what the Dodgers are eventually going to pay for Shohei Otani. That's kind of the gist of what I was getting at last week. This week, it's a little different. And I'm not going to go into specifics. And I'm not going to be one of those guys saying, sources tell me this. Because that's not yeah, what yeah. the show is. You know, Yo, the GTA not- 6 trailer's up. What? Like I, I just saw it on this Twitter. Stop the podcast, G- uh, guys. GTA oh. Six trailer is officially live. Everybody, stop! It's the GTA Six trailer. Are you fucking. So kidding? okay, the reason why the GTA Six trailer, if that is the, the real one, well, it's I Rockstar's. Bet- it's Rockstar's YouTube. Okay, so I bet why they did that because yesterday a leak, like someone, yeah, someone's like shithead kid took their dad's information on his computer and like showed his friends on like fucking snapchat or something and the actual trailer was leaked yesterday so i bet that leak maddie you're killing me right now we have a show to do sorry man it's (laughs) your gaming mouth right now is anyways um Mm. i can't wait actually um i'm glad that is dropping early because i was looking at my morning tomorrow because that trailer is supposed to drop 9 9 a.m on tuesday morning and i have a meeting 9 a.m tuesday morning and i had sent a message to the person who runs the meeting of like hey can we put the sales update off by five minutes and we'll just watch the GTA trailer <laughs> and then we can do the sales update 
after the GTA trailer. Anyways, I can't wait to watch that. I'm going to watch it after we record this show. We should and just do a live watch react. <laughs> that, clip it out and put it over the trailer. We probably could do that. Um, it, I, I will say this. It looks unfucking real You're killing me. You're killing me. Okay. And it's um, just called six. It, you're blowing my mind with all these details right now. All these things. Yeah, we'll go back to the show. You're going to watch back it. Back to the show. Uh, I, I, will, I will watch it later. Um, but, and also, we probably, if we have time at the end, because we don't have a huge lineup of things to talk about today. I know Maddie is under the weather, so we're trying to get him out of here. But That's okay. if, we, if we do have time at the end of the show, maybe we quickly discuss what we want to see at the Game Awards. Because Game Awards is this coming Thursday. Yes, I would be. We'll do post post credits. But what we are hoping happens before Thursday is some sort of resolution to the Shohei Otani situation. And what I was trying to get to is that we're not the type of show to say we have insiders and we're reporting this. No, stuff happens and we react to it as I drop my uh, jewelry on the floor. Hmm. That being said, I, like many people on Twitter or X, have heard things and listen, there's plenty of things floating around and I can't tell you definitively anything. But the crazy thing is, is that the Blue Jays are still in this conversation. We were closely monitoring the betting odds on Friday and how things have just shifted like crazy. And Brad just sent a message as well. Like, has has something, bro- is that the GTA thing or is this like, Maddie, you're muted. I put it into the other Discord. Okay, okay. So, I, yeah. like, the way he reacted, I just saw a message from Brad in, like, crying eyes. So, I didn't know if that was a Shohei Otani update. So, I probably should have Twitter open as well in case something breaks as we're recording. But the betting line significantly changed on Friday. I got in at minus six or plus 600 for the Blue Jays. And shortly after that, the Blue Jays went from plus 600 to, like, plus 250 or something. I think it's gone back up now. Uh, in terms of uh, the wrong way, where the Blue Jays are no longer a str- as strong of a favorite as they were uh, on Friday evening. But there's a lot of rumblings going around on Twitter on Friday, and there was a number of accounts that tweeted this, that the Blue Jays were in agreement. Like, this is it. It's happening. I was like, holy shit, really? And, and like, at that point, we're all just like refreshing our phones. On Friday night and Saturday morning, just trying to see like if there's a a tweet from Passan or whomever else that we think is a legitimate source, Rosenthal, or like the Toronto Blue Jays themselves come out and say, hey, we have signed Shohei Otani to 10 years, 55 million or whatever the number is eventually going to (laughs) be. I so right now the Blue Jays are now up to plus 400. So they went from 600, oh, they're probably way above 600 at one point. But on Friday, they were at 600 when I put my bet in. And then they went down to as low as 250. And now they're plus 400 again. The Dodgers are now a minus 200. So they are, they have significantly, in terms of the books and the betting, and everyone is clearly leaning the side of the Dodgers. I don't know, man. What, what bothers me the most is there's so many people suggesting, ah, the Blue Jays don't have the money. Yeah, they have Dude, the money. 
they're the richest, they're one of the team richest teams. Yeah. They absolutely have the money. It's whether they have the budget, right? I think that's the difference that I don't think people are specifying. But greatest player time, in MLB history, budget doesn't exist. Right. You're going to blow your budget on a player like Shohei Otani. And also, budget. Does anyone like if you look at the payroll of all major league teams from last year, if you look at just 26 man payroll, so I'm not counting players you have an injured reserve or players you're paying retained salary to or buried salary or suspended salary. Because if you look at retained, I think the Mets might be the first because they're paying a shit ton of money to um, Verlander and uh, Scherzer. And Scherzer. Bobby, Bobby Benilla. Getting paid. And Bobby Benilla. <laughs> and Bobby, yeah. So there's a lot of retained money there. But if you look at just the 26-man payroll, can you just take a wild guess of where the Blue Jays are, top 10, top 5? Like, where do you think they would land just on their 26-man uh, roster? Definitely top 10. Top 10? Uh, top, top 5. Top 3 is the right answer. It's the Phillies who paid $218 million, the Astros $211 million, and the Blue Jays were $194 million. They spent $13 million more than the New York Yankees. You don't hear that very often. Now, the Yankees were shit last year, so I understand. But historically, you've always looked at it as like the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox are the teams that spend the most money, the salary, the, the luxury tax teams, et cetera, et cetera. The Blue Jays were top three in the fucking league last year without Shohei Otani. And like what we're all saying, Otani breaks the budget, right? Like you probably have a regular budget. And Ross and Marcus said this, like we have a regular budget and then there's the they, didn't say an, they didn't say an Otani budget, but they said we have another budget in the event of, you know, certain circumstances. And I'm sure this is the circumstance. Or this, that those circumstances are things like an Aaron Judge, a Shohei Otani, a Mike Trout. If you think that you're in the ballpark, no pun intended, of being able to land a player of that ilk. And again, this isn't just a you know, signing, you know, I don't want to belittle the dude, but like a George Springer or signing, you know, like a Kevin Gosman or something like that. This is, again, arguably the greatest baseball player of all time, certainly of our generation. And I think at that point is if you have a serious chance at taking a run from him or for him, if you're Atkins and Shapiro, if Rogers doesn't understand the magnitude of what that signing would be and says, ah, we don't want to pay him. They don't deserve to be owners of a baseball team. So a couple of things to think about when you think about Shohei Otani and, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Number one, <clears throat> Rogers is a business, right? Shohei Otani is, is not just a baseball move. It's a business. Move. You, you can take part of that and, and allocate it as a marketing. You could probably pull from the marketing budget, for Rogers to help pay part of the salary, as they should, because he's going to be on every frigging, you know, Rogers internet ad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they could put him if anywhere, be, yeah, and they can churn money back that way. So, from that perspective of a business move, there's not many players in the MLB that you could categorize as a business move. The magnitude of Shohei Otani, if at all, like, I actually can't even think of another player that would be that would fit that mold for, for a so, business like Rogers. Well, think of it like this too. You're not just 
that aspect of he's on every ad and blah, blah, blah. Think of the jersey sales overseas. Think of the how loyal Japanese people are to their homegrown talents and what that would mean to the amount of sales in terms of... It's a of, New Jersey, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's jerseys, that's hats, that's... You know, that's tickets. That's Japanese people. That's so I know the MLB is considering or having discussions with the KBO to play games in Korea for, you know, opening season, um, you know, down the line. And I wouldn't be surprised is if and I think they've done it before. MLB has done games in Japan if they do it again. And could you imagine if you trot out the Blue Jays with Shohei Otani in Japan for and Kikuchi. and Kikuchi. And think of what it does for any future Japanese talent coming down the pipeline where say if Otani comes here and maybe doesn't win a World Series, but maybe goes to a World Series, maybe goes to an ALCS or something like that. And fuck for him, just make the playoffs. Right. But he's think of that voice when there's big Japanese talent that's coming down the pipe, someone like Yamamoto in the future, say like 10, 15 years from now. And you can have Otani be like, you need to go here because I guarantee you that this guy is every young baseball player's hero in Japan right now. Not even close. The other thing like that. So that proves why it's a fit for Rogers. Right. But like, why would the Blue Jays be a fit for Otani? And I can I can break it down for you on a couple levels. One, Otani is very, as far as we know, and everything that's reported, concerned about things like training facilities, staff, and all that stuff. The renovations at Rogers Center, I don't know if you guys have heard of what's going on, but there's a lot of development going into the training facilities at the Rogers Center. So, And they also just finished... Dunedin as well. Dunedin's in state-of-the-art. Completely was overhauled. Yeah. It's, it right. is the best spring training facility in the MLB not even close so then you got that then you talk about the Jays need in terms of on field and Otani like the Jays don't need him to pitch right now there's no urgency for showing like based on the pitching staff from last year there's no urgency for him to get into the rotation or or at all right they they literally need him as a DH right they don't need him to do anything else and that's a wonderful fit for this guy is to come in, zero pressure, play DH in a very conducive place for him to hit. It's got a roof. You know, there's going to be no rain. There's going to be no, like, it's, it's like, think about that for him. It's an easy yeah. extra five to 10 home runs for him. So, for, yeah, the way you would sell it to him is you never have to worry about a rain out ever again. And for a guy who reportedly is very regimented and likes to do things on a schedule and whatever, like, to tell him like every day at 707 this game is going to it's start. going yeah and then think about this too how many people live in los angeles a lot but like how many isn't like the same population as canada so i think it's like 30 something million sorry in, not in los, los angeles, angeles. I mean, in california i think the state of california has the same amount of people as canada so it's probably around 40 million people in california now in los angeles if i had to guess i don't know probably 5 million people maybe more right so you could be a hero to 5 million or you could be a hero to thirty-eight million, but that may not matter to him, right? I don't. That's the thing we don't know. I don't know if you're an Otani and you, you're talking about your brand, but he's also know. a fairly private dude. So that's the other thing too, in terms of privacy. I don't think he can go anywhere 
and people not know who he is. But I think if you were to put him in Canada versus there's opportunity like LA, for him to to be able yeah. to live a semi-normal life here while getting high-end baseball ticket. Like think about so Jose Batista could probably live normally, and he's still a fucking hero. That's what a lot of people I've heard the argument for LA is he can walk down the street in Los Angeles and no one gives a shit because it's Los Angeles and there's celebrities everywhere. True. So I get that, but I don't think it's going to be significantly different in Toronto because it's not necessarily a baseball town. Yeah, but Nylander could take the fucking subway. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And no one bugs them. Yeah. I think it's just a different type of people. And maybe that's the way you sell it. Or it's like, They're it's the Canadian and Americans are different people. It's you're gonna have a very different interaction here in Toronto than you would in Los Angeles, but at the same time, safer, absolutely safer. Great point, man. Yeah, um, but it's also like the Hollywood capital north. Like, how many television shows and movies are filmed here? People just think it's filmed in Los Angeles, and but yeah. then I imagine that means that one of Bichette or Guerrero isn't getting extended. I would keep so them. That's, I, I don't think I would trade them, but I don't know, like, right away. I would yeah. keep them. That's the next domino in this whole scenario. So, first of all, Maddie, I love your point about merchandising. Something I never thought about, and and I think it's going to be a benefit in, accidentally, is that the Blue Jays are the only team in the league that don't have a letter on their hat. It's a logo. If you think about it, look at every other team. Like they may have some like alternate hats that like the Orioles have. I think their regular now is just the Oriole, but there is an alternate that has an O on it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, um, it's a lot easier to market an image in Japan than an English letter, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Japanese people speak English. I'm not saying they don't, but you get the, you get where I'm coming from. Or like you're not like if you're have a T on the guy's hat. You, when you think Shohei Otani, you're going to think the Blue Jay logo. So mm. that's a significant advantage that the Blue Jays have that no other team has. Um, a disadvantage that the Blue Jays have, I think is worth mentioning, and a lot of people are getting this wrong. I don't remember who it's who said it. There was a report that came out with some fucking reporter in the U.S., and he got crucified for it, but he's not necessarily wrong. He said that the Blue Jays were at a disadvantage because of a monetary issue with the Canadian dollar. And a lot of people are like, well, you don't understand. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? The Blue Jays have all sorts of money. Yes, they do. But I think what they're trying to get at was the Blue Jays earn Canadian dollars when they sell tickets, when they Rogers sells television packages and cell phones and whatever, they earn Canadian dollars. And then they go and pay their $200 million salaries in baseball in American dollars. So there is a conversion there. At some point, the Blue Jays are losing out on. Either way, you're going to have to pay Shohei Otani American dollars. I understand that. But his but money I'm, goes further here as well. Well, no, no, I'm looking at it from a Blue Jays perspective. Yes. Right. Absolutely. As an American getting American, or not American, as an international person getting American dollars living in Canada, your money goes further here. You'll get taxed a lot more here as rather than where you would be in Florida. I don't think or Texas. that's going to be a problem if he just films a couple ads. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying there is a difference. Rodgers is spending more money than any other team because they're having to convert that money. That's the only thing I'm saying. And it's it's not pocket change. Like we're talking 550 million US dollars. 
like the conversion is going to matter. Like, it's, do you think? Do you think Shohei breaks six hundred? I don't know. So that's the thing. Like, what we have no idea what this number is. I've heard <clears throat> what some teams have offered, and he laughed at. But it's allegedly. But it sounds like it's going to be five hundred or higher. But are you going to pay him as a hitter? Or are you going to pay him as a dual dual threat? And I think that's the problem. Oh, I think some teams Mr. are Payne willing to to pay him as a hitter. I think some other teams are paying for the potential that he returns to form as a as a pitcher as well. If if Aaron Judge is getting paid fifty million or forty million dollars as a hitter, sure, I don't think it's unreasonable. Been, yeah, forty five fifty million. Forty five fifty for sure. Yeah. I think though is if you're saying if Shohei was just strictly a hitter. Is he what? What is that price tag? Like, if you just say take the pitching out of it, 40. 40 over how many years? 12, 10, 10. So, I think you're probably looking 10 years because he's 29 years old, turning 30 going into this. And season, his, so. his recent hitting stats, like, and I know he's been he hasn't been that injured, but he's missed some time here and there. Like, judges' hitting stats are better than his. So, that like apples to apples again, he's probably 40 million, he's probably in the same ballpark. No so I would say that an accurate, you know, because if you're paying him as a hitter at 400 million, but you know, you're going to get some pitching out of him. I, I would say 500 is well within. Yeah. Fair. I would imagine. He gets, I, I imagine he gets 550. And by, and by some pitching, we're talking about a guy who's a Cy Young candidate. Yeah. He's not just a fifth guy in your rotation. No, that can also throw the ball. Right? Or hear me out. You play him as a closer. I, I don't think you'd want that. I think I he likes know. being a starter. But who knows what happens like by the end of his career, though? And that's right. one of the things you have to weigh is like, okay, this looks great right now, but you know, six years from now, we're paying this guy fifty million dollars, and you know, dude, who knows? The other thing too is, and hear me out with this one too. Otani plays here for the next ten years. He's thirty nine. Let's say we keep him the entire time. He retires. We win one World Series. This man goes into the hall as a Blue Jay. And he would be the only Blue Jay recognized. Yep. Because, yeah, Alomar is still there. His plaque is still there. I can't confirm that, but we don't recognize um, him. <laughs> right. The team has taken the banner down. Like he doesn't yeah. exist in the Hall of Fame according to the team. And then Roy Halliday, we know what happened there with his wife saying that he didn't want to go in, even though he said he did. But whatever the case, <laughs> he's not wearing a Blue Jays hat in the Hall of Fame. He's wearing a Major League Baseball hat. And Cito Gaston did not get enough votes uh, over the weekend. Uh, only Jim Leland got enough votes to get in. So, yeah. But that's what I mean. Right You're going to have the best baseball. This, dude, the more the more I talk myself into this, the more if I'm Rodgers, I'm paying whatever price tag to do it. Because think about it. The best player in baseball potentially ever could be in the Hall of Fame as a Toronto Blue Jay. That's a legacy yep. you can't... You, that you, that's ironclad. You can't fuck with Un, that. Uh, unless he beats so his wife or some shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, or hope, spits I don't, in I don't somebody's face. No. I hope that wouldn't happen. Um, I just, I, I, th I think it's, if you have this kind of potential and you feel like you're there, um, you, you do, I, I don't think you allow money be the issue. Like, and right. it has to come down to him saying, hey, I don't feel the fit is right for me. Like, you can't let a barrier of money for a player of this caliber be what stops you. Like, if if the Dodgers are saying $550 million and he goes back to Toronto and said, hey, I really like the fit. I really like it. But they're offering 550 If you match it, 
or give me an extra 10 million right now. I won't even go back to them. I'll just sign with you. I give and them 575. Like, hey. <laughs> I'd be like, here's 600 just yeah. for the fact here's that you tip. gave us the courtesy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, for sure. I don't, I think, yeah, whatever team's in it now, they're not going to be out of it because of money. Can we make a pact? If Otani signs a Blue Jay, all three of us get the most expensive replica Otani jersey. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. No, no DHK. Already... No DHK. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't, I don't go to DHK. I would get the, I'll get the, the actual replicas. I'll, I'll um, get, I'll get the white if we all get different colors. Dude, I'm going to get all of them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get a blue. I'm going to get a new blue. I'm going to get a white. I'm not going to get gray. Fuck that. But we're also, also consider the red. there's a city jersey this year. Oh, mm. true. And we don't know what that looks like. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We don't know what that looks like. And I would hope they already have it set in stone. They already know the design. They've already sourced the materials. They've, like all, all this stuff takes time and effort to That's do. Big business in the US even though. Imagine. But hear me out. I know in recent episodes, we've been talking about what we think this is going to look like. Um, I know Brad has been saying it's going to be black and gold. It's going to be Drake, just like the Raptors. I was saying I have no faith in this stupid team that in terms of marketing. And they're going to do something like, oh, we don't have a city connect. We have a Canada connect. We're a country connect or whatever the fuck. It's going to be red and it's going to suck. What if? Fuck all of that. Forget the Drake stuff. Forget Country Connect. We're going to have a Japanese-inspired jersey where it's Japanese letters saying Toronto Blue Jays or whatever, and it's in all Otani-inspired. Oh. You have a Japanese text that says Toronto on the cap. Imagine the cap that has a Japanese text. Dude, there's, there's something here. There's something there with that. Obviously, they're gonna have to sign Shohei Otani first. <laughs> and the other thing is too is like none of these respect. insiders have written out, written off the Jays at all. Like, no one said the Jays are out. No one said, you know, like there. And where there's smoke, there's fire. I know he doesn't want people talking about it, but I mean, your competitors are probably also gonna leak shit too, right? Like, if you're if you're the Dodgers, I'm putting stuff out there to try and piss him off against the Jays. Like, I'm sure that that's happening. Right, so it could be it could be real, man. We we could be doing this podcast next week in crisp new Shohei Otani. No, no, no. Jerseys. We do an emergency pod if Otani signs. The, there's there's another condition that I was thinking about this because Dustin joked about it, saying like in our Discord, you know, obviously if Otani signs, we're doing an emergency podcast. Um, I think the only other situation would be if McDavid signs. We he would have to do that. No. I don't. I don't think he. I don't even think he would be as big as this. Well, for hockey, he is. But I would say, in terms of the sports world, this would arguably be arguably be the biggest sports signing in North American sports history. It would be certainly the biggest sports signing in, in Canada. Canadian sports yeah. history. Um, but I don't. I brought this up with a couple of my buddies the other day too, of like, because some of them weren't baseball fans. And I was trying to explain like. This is like Wayne Gretzky signing with the Maple Leafs in his prime. And then one of my other buddies chimed in. He's like, no, it's not. This is like if Wayne Gretzky and Dominic Hoshik were the same fucking person and they signed with the Maple <laughs> Leafs in their prime. That's what it would be like because he's a two-way player, right? It's just, yeah. That's why I think there's not a clear comparison in other sports. 
because of his two-way ability and that he's able to do different things. And he's not only able to do different things, he is the best at both of those things. So yeah. I am very excited. I I mean, I as uh, Tony Khan says, put your money where your fucking mouth is. Well, Rogers. I I I, th- I threw in some cash. We should Friday just email night. him. I'm just going to spam Rogers helps. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> well, that's not what I meant. I meant like in terms of a bet on FanDuel, uh not a sponsor. Oh, I, I threw in some cash on Friday to say that, yep, he's going to sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. And I fully expect he's going to sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. And when he does, I'm going to take that cash and I'm going to go run, not walk. Or I'm going to run, not walk <laughs> down to the Rogers Center and get myself a brand new. <laughs> this guy's running jersey. top speed. Where are you going? I need to buy the jersey. No, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Just running down the street yelling. No, hey! <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Legit, if he signs here and the Jays win a World Series, I'll get his name and number tattooed on me. Whoa. Oh, wow. Whoa, big. Fuck it, I'll do it too. But he has to sign here and win a World Series. Yeah. So that's done. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I might say what I will do. What about the Japanese characters that say Otani? And that yeah. way I just have like a Japanese like text. Because yeah. well, you'll get Shin Ramen on your arm without knowing it. <laughs> so okay. Check out my tattoo. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> well, oh, whether boy. it's a tattoo or a brand new jersey or a, a hat that has the Jay's logo or Jay's t- uh, name and text in Japanese or whatever, you need to run and not walk. And make those purchases. But right now, what you should do is run and not walk over to our sponsor, Now Your Treasures. Because this episode is brought to you by Now Your Treasures. Now Your Treasures are purveyors of licensed fine art prints for movies, comics, TV, and video games. Sourced from galleries in the US and UK, which include artists from all over the world. Visit Now Your Treasures on Instagram and send a DM 43.6 to receive 43 percent off any order all orders are shipped with tracking and complimentary insurance view the entire ever-expanding inventory at nowyourtreasures.ca or dot com that's n-o-w-y-o-u-r-t-r-e-a-s-u-r-e-s dot c-a or dot com and remember run don't walk to now your treasures on instagram send a dm 43.6 to receive 43 percent off your next order Big, big Jays fan over at 43 point, like massive. Oh, and yeah. I guarantee you, if they sign Otani, like that dude will, I, I can't even imagine what would go through his head. Like he's as big of a Jays fan as I am a Leafs fan. I, it's so on, it's so unfathomable right now of whether this can actually happen. But from all you know, indications, it seems like they're still in the mix and st- Still very closely in the mix. And while all of this information is coming out and we're feverishly refreshing Twitter on our phones all day, every day, trying to see if we can figure out if today is the day that it happens, if today is finally the day that Shohei Otani signs with the Blue Jays. All while this is happening, there's reports coming out that the Blue Jays are the front runners to land Juan Soto in a trade. 
And I think we talked about this briefly last week on the show where we were saying what would it take to get Juan Soto. And I think we agreed that it's probably pitching help that uh, the Padres are looking for. And obviously inexpensive players because, well, <laughs> they broke. And there's a yeah. reason they're, they're not trading Soto because they want to. They're trading Soto because they have to, financially speaking. So then you, the, the wheels start turning of, okay, not only is, so I guess what people are assuming is that the Blue Jays are in on Otani and nothing major has happened around the league. There's been a few trades, a few signings here and there, but nothing major has happened around the league until Otani signs. And then that sets the bar of what free agency free agents are going to go for and everyone moves along that way. But now that the Blue Jays are involved in the Soto conversation, the assumption by many is that it's their backup plan. If things fall apart with Shohei and he signs with the Dodgers, who are currently favored to land Shohei Otani, and the Blue Jays are you know left at the altar, maybe there's a best man standing right there who can step in in uh, Juan Soto. And look, Soto yeah, is a real good player. <laughs> it's not like he's uh, a, a second schlub. fiddle to anybody, really. Like he a hit, schlub. He hit a ton of home runs last year. He had 35 home runs, which would be first on the Blue Jays if he played for the Blue Jays. The highest number for the Blue Jays this past season was 26. When yeah. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit 26 home runs last year. It's despicable. 109 RBI. Hit 275. Like, absolutely a guy you'd want in your lineup who also in, happens to be an outfielder, which is what field. they need. Yep. Happens to be left field, which is what they need. Happens to be a left-handed throwing and batting player, which is what they need. Throwing, not so much. I just like saying that because I'm left-handed. And more importantly, 25 years old. So you're and under control for I don't have to look up his contract exactly, but I think it's one under more control year. for an extent. Yeah, for an, for an extended period of time. Wait, Soto's only twenty five. Dude looks fucking thirty six. I don't know about that, but <laughs> road miles, He's a good looking young man. I don't know what you mean. Nevertheless, Juan Soto under team control. I'm going to look this up while I uh, have a chance. But the point is, then you start doing the math of like, hold on. It, if the Blue Jays get Otani, does that necessarily mean they can't get Soto? I don't think so. Because if the, if the price for Soto is going to be Alec Manoa, and I, I, I'm going to absolutely say no to Ricky Tiedemann, but if you want any other starting pitcher in the minors, have at it. And then three or four other high prospect rated players on the blue jays so if you give them six top i mean if it is martinez really even if it is no i wouldn't because you know that if you get both of those there's a good chance bichette's gone you need someone on the infield i mean maybe bichette's part of that deal and that's where i'm going so the problem is, so, okay, Juan Soto is uh, arbitration eligible for this year. So you're going to have to pay Soto. He's, he's under control only for one more year. Yep. So it's the same situation that you have with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. right now. But who doesn't have a contract this year. Uh, will, because he's, ar- he's going to arbitration. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. He's arbitration eligible. So there's going to have to be some sort of contract worked out for this season for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 
which I expect there will be because I don't think there's ever been a history of time where a player didn't get one. Bobachet is under control for two more years at fairly reasonable numbers. Uh, $12 million this year, $17 million next year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent in 2026. So, while I believe it is entirely possible that Shohei Otani signs with the Toronto Blue Jays, I also think because Otani signs doesn't necessarily disqualify the Blue Jays from getting Juan Soto. In fact, I bet part of the discussion with Shohei Otani is telling him, we're going to build around you and you're not going to be the focal point of this offense. We're going to bring in a guy like Juan Soto to help you. But in order to do that, you may have to shed some players. And I wouldn't doubt if one of those players is Boba or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So question, would you include either a Bichette and Guerrero or both in a trade to get Juan Soto in any scenarios that so other is Bichette and pieces for Soto, Guerrero and pieces for Soto, or Bichette and Guerrero for Soto. Neither, because the Padres need to shed cash. So taking on these guys in extra cash is not going to help the Padres. They, they well, okay, active- hold on, hold on, hold on. But Bichette is only twelve million dollars this year. In sure. 17- so Bichette's a bargain for what right. he is so right is he, now. Where is he going to play? Years. Where is he going to play on the Padres? Yeah, because he, second second i guess so no. bichette probably isn't the right fit it's probably guerrero right and but even said he's arb- eligible right so it's not those two the padres need pitching really really bad the jays have an mlb pitcher mlb ready pitcher as far as we know that doesn't want to talk to this team and can easily go the other way and the jays despite their prospect cupboard not being the absolute fullest. You look at any other person, sorry, team in the Juan Soto mix, the Yankees don't have the youthful pitching prospects, nor do they have an MLB-ready pitcher that they can move over to the Padres. Very little teams do. The Jays have an abundance in that department in terms of they have one MLB-ready pitcher who could pitch tomorrow, Alec Manoa. I mean, provided you know he's in better spirits and going to the gym. Right, they could probably part with Brandon Berea. I've heard the talk about. I think it's Alan Roden might be on the way there too. So there's there's guys in their prospect pool that they could deal in terms of, you know, Manoa and other pitchers that could probably get this deal done without looking at Ricky Tiedemann. Um. I'm literally getting text messages right now of an update of this, literally this entire thing that we're talking about. So (laughs) um, anyways, I agree in that if they do get Juan Soto, it will be pitching rather. But okay, so here's the reason why people are suggesting that. And you keep these guys for two years. You keep Bichette and Guerrero for two years, and that's your window to win a World Series with all four of them. Right. I don't necessarily disagree. I think where it may come up here, here's what may come up. This is what I'm I'm thinking is that Soto effectively replaces Guerrero and you're assuming and hoping that you're going to find something within the organization, whether it's Martinez or Lopez or or Barger or someone Horowitz, maybe who's able to fill a hole that Bichette may have. 
the reason why I'm suggesting all these things, because if you're going to be paying $55 million to Otani and you're going to be paying $40 million to Soto, there may be a directive from up top saying, listen, we're fine with you spending $250 million on payroll this year and maybe next year. But over the next 10 years, we're not comfortable with that. So there may be a scenario where they have to move Bichette and Guerrero to bring in comparable players, probably not better. I mean, in the case of Guerrero, it might be better because he's been, you know, on a downward slide. But you're going to bring in comparable players that are making less money to ease the pain of paying Otani and Soto all this much money. Now, there's also other scenarios that maybe it's not, maybe it's not Soto at all. Maybe they go to the free agent market and they pick up a left fielder like a Michael Brantley, right? Like you don't necessarily need to make this move with Soto. There is going to be other cost-effective ways of using other players. But it's just fun to think about, you know? Like what if they got both of them, which I think is kind of crazy. What do you guys feel about Michael Brantley though? Because that name has been connected to the Blue Jays. Well, he almost signed here. Did he not? He almost signed here like a year ago or two years, whatever it was. So he's been linked with the Blue Jays for a while now. And here's a decent fielder. Um, He's going to provide not a lot of pop, honestly. But over the course of his career, has he been a superpower guy? No. He's also kind of old. He is, you know, in terms of a baseball player, advanced in age. Sure, he's in his late 30s. Hold on, let me rephrase that. He's in his mid-30s because he's the same age as me. And I don't want to classify myself as being in my late 30s. He didn't didn't play a lot last year, did he? He only played 15 games last year. And then 64 games the year before that. So there definitely is concern. And who's his best friend? I'm sure it's someone with the Toronto Blue Jays. George George Springer. Springer. Yeah. Right. So that's what I think may end up happening. I am still firmly believing the Toronto Blue Jays are going to sign Shohei Otani. Do I think they're going to trade for Soto? Maybe. I'm firm. Out of 10. I'm firm. Out of 10? Nine out of 10. How many... How many Chris Kleins out of 10 would you give it? <laughs> oh, man, I forgot we used to do that. Zero. That was good. We should do that one again, though. We will. Because that was, that was good. I'm still firmly believing the Blue Jays are going to sign Shohei Otani, even though the betting books are going to say the opposite. Gut feeling? Is it a gut feeling? It's a gut feeling. Like, is it one of those ones where it's like a pre-poop and like you Ooh, feel it coming and right. like you're running to the bathroom and like it's coming out and the pants are coming down and you're afraid you might poop your pants? Are you prairie dogging it? There was one time I remember I was driving to meet some, like I had bought something from a local artist and I had to meet her at like a fucking Starbucks to pick it up. And I was driving to the Starbucks on like a country road and I had to poop real bad. Just pull over to the side of the road and just let her rip. I was considering it. Like, what do I do? There's nothing around, right? As oh. two dudes who grew up in the country, you just pull over to the side of the road and you let her go. Dude, I have I have a story for you. I don't know if I should share it, but about about something similar. You go first, but all. Well, I'm just saying, like, at some got, point, it felt. You got to the Starbucks, goes to the girl. One second, runs, <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> runs to the bathroom. 
she knows what's going on. She knows exactly why you're in there. Um, (laughs) on the on the way to the Starbucks. Please tell me the walk. It felt like I no longer had an emergency because it already had come out. (laughs) But I don't. I don't. uh, To this day, I don't understand how this worked. But then when I I I rushed into the The Starbucks washroom. What happened? I rushed into the Starbucks washroom and ripped my pants down and sat on the toilet and did my business. And then I inspected the underwear to see like what the damage was, right? I was fully committed to just taking them off and whipping them in the, the garbage can. And like that would be the end of that pair of underwear, right? Let me tell you, not a fucking speck on this underwear. Like I don't know how it came out in such a way that it like went into the crevice of my asshole. And it like just kind of stuck between the cheeks. So it was quite the mess to clean up with the toilet paper that I required in the uh, Starbucks. Oh, that was a full roller for sure. Public restroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've had a few of those in my day. But hey, nevertheless, I, I walked out of the, the restroom, met the girl and grabbed what I needed and left. But um, You probably felt great, though. You hey, probably I, felt I, like I a million bucks. Couldn't believe my luck. I was like, I, I made zero mess. So it was... So the question is, did you really, if you didn't, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, quickly, mine was, I went to a Leaf game uh, in high school oh, I know story. with I know uh, a buddy of mine. And we ate the street meat on the way in. And then by the time the game ended, like I had, I had to go to the bathroom, something fierce. And we lived up north. So um, we had to take the go train in, right? So because I wasn't going to drive. And uh, we get to the Oshawa Go Station, and we get off because we were taking something back home. And I remember being like, "Man, I gotta take a shit." But it was like ten thirty at night, maybe now, maybe eleven, and all the doors are locked to in the bathrooms because they shut it all down. And I'm like trying to open these doors, and I'm like, "Like, where do I go? Like, this is like it's zero hour, like." Like I'm sweating, like it's, it's, it's game over. So, you know, like how at the go station by, um, the X or I'm assuming it's every go station <clears throat> you walk under to go between tracks. Uh, some go station are like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I ran down there and I found a corner and dude, I just fucking popped a squat in the fucking undercarriage of a go station. And here's, here's the best part. A, a, a couple caught me. There, there was two, and dude, the deer and headlights look. I must have gave them. Like I can remember, I can remember the motion. I can feel myself, my neck snapping, being like, and like the surprise look on my face that I got busted in the corner of this fucking go, just like crapping all over the floor. And dude, I didn't get out as lucky as you did. I made a complete mess of like my pant, everything. I wiped my ass with the Blue Jay or the Maple Leafs program. I was probably Jason Blake's face probably <laughs> hit the backside <laughs> and just ate shit for real. And then I remember having to like wear my sweater as like a skirt because like I, I had no pants, no nothing in this fucking taxi. And this fucking taxi driver is like, uh, he's like, buddy, did you puke? I was like, yeah, something like that. <laughs> See, uh, this is why you don't just pop a squat anywhere because there is going to be other casualties that you're not thinking of, right? But what was like, I going to do? It was that or full full destruction. Well, no, no, no. What, what I mean yeah, is... You made the right choice. 
Probably. But it was the only the choice. question is, what like do you just whip your pants off entirely and throw them aside so they don't get hit by any strays? Yes. That's what I'm saying, that's right? I, I should that's what I should have done. I should have taken them <laughs> yeah, off completely. But you don't think of that in the moment, right? I don't even know if I was gonna make it, to be honest. Like I don't think that was a possibility. That's like anyway. the most like fear inducing scenario of being somewhere or something that you have to it's a shit that you can't hold. Like I've I've worked out and I've been squatting and felt it like ready to go. And it's I I I in tears because you're worried about it happening. Yep. The worst. What's next on the topics? <laughs> to wrap up next Soto, one. I hold on, just because I <laughs> I would just say to wrap it up for like the Soto and Otani thing, instant World Series favorites by like a mile if they get both. And they managed to hold on to Bichette and Guerrero for at least a year. So that's that's the big if, right? Well, I guess it's a couple of big ifs there. If they get Otani, if they get Soto, and if they get both of them, do they still hang on to Bichette and Guerrero? Because I think there's a world where they may have to shed one of them. And I know it's not a problem right now, but it will be a problem later financially. Do you want to move them while you can have the highest value? Because another year of Vladimir Guerrero regressing is going to be a problem in terms of a trade value, right? So I'm not saying they're going to trade those guys. I'm just saying, but not a problem it, for a paycheck. Yeah. Well, my fear, yeah. my fear well, is you want them on the roster as well, right? If you do get both those guys, and you're saying, "Hey, we can live with one year of keeping them both to see what we do." Uh-oh. Sorry, true, windows. True no, windows. we're good. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> what does that do to their mentality? Because no longer are they the face of this team, right? Like no longer, like they're they never should have been regardless. <laughs> are right. they, like, what does that do down the depth chart? Like, well, no, we know it pushes them right down the depth chart in terms of whose team this is. Cause it's firmly Shohei's and then Soto's. And then it's probably what Bichette. And then Vlad is your like fourth, fifth string guy. If you're not counting like, Gossman or Bassett right. or here's you know, the thing. And then, do you want to be string one or you want to ring? Exactly. And then the other thing too is also if Kikuchi has any job or any pull of bringing in Shohei Otani, like that dude deserves a statue. Level of excellence. Like right away, like still playing. Yep. Beard and all. Like give him the statue out front. I'll put get his a name Kikuchi up tattoo. Yeah. Fuck it. Shin Ramen. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, those were just my final thoughts on it. We can finally put to rest the (sighs) speculation about Nikita Zadorov. It broke last week that Zadorov would now be a member of the Vancouver Canucks. And I don't know if they're playing on the same line. But can you imagine skating over the blue line and seeing Zadorov and Myers? It happened. <laughs> Whoa. Happened in, happened in Buffalo. Yeah, that's just terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. The Maple Leafs, for a while, were in discussion to be the team that landed Zadorov. And I was speculating last week saying, I don't know if we're going to be talking about this much longer. I feel like we're going to move on because if it was going to happen, it was going to happen and it hasn't happened. And for all the reasons that you would imagine, they were offered straight up some picks for resort. They, as in the Calgary Flames, were offered straight up a couple picks 
for Zadorov. And whereas the Maple Leafs, and I think other teams involved as well, so I don't think the Maple Leafs are the only team that are also looking at acquiring Zadorov. They were looking for Calgary to retain some salary. This worked out perfectly for the Calgary Flames. They got a fifth round pick and a third round pick, which is also funny if you think about it's not the exact picks, but if, if you go back and you look at some of the trades the Leafs made with the Canucks, you're like, uh, fuck. <laughs> I wonder if like the Leafs, uh, you know, contributed to the excess picks that the Canucks had that was able to. Anyways, just kind of funny to look at if you think about it. Nevertheless, Maple Leafs now have, I guess Tanev still has an option. But again, like, I don't know if Calgary is looking to retain salary in any of these deals, and they, that's only going to be the way that the Maple Leafs are going to acquire a defenseman is with retained salary, unless they officially get word that John Klingberg is not coming back this year, and we don't know that yet. So they're kind of in a, a weird spot right now where they can't really add anything, and they're kind of stuck with the defensive core that they have right now, which is, you know, Jake McCabe is your best guy out there. It's kind of a problem. The that's not true because and I'll tell you why it's not true. The Vancouver Canucks moved Anthony Bovilli out, so and he's a good. They player. made room for him. Yes, I understand. Yeah, so the Leafs can absolutely do the same and could have done the same. They well, move Reeves out, I guess. <clears throat> they could have moved Connor Timmins out. There's, I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying it's possible. That it's possible to move. Somebody out to make room for Zadorov. They weren't willing to do that. So, <clears throat> I mean, do the Leafs have an, anyone on the roster who doesn't bring as much to them as Bovillia was bringing to Canucks, to Vancouver, if you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, Bovillia wasn't traded for very much. In fact, I would have liked him on the, the Leafs. We couldn't afford him because his salary was like $4 million. But, you know, it's... I was bummed because I look at the price tag. I'm like, that's not a very big price tag. And then almost immediately on my X feed is eight minutes of Zadorov completely obliterating his opponents. I'm like, well, fuck, (laughs) you know? And then I try and satisfy myself by watching old videos of Wendell Clark and sharing them on the discord. Um, It's just, uh, I feel like right now because of, (sighs) We're, we're going to be bridesmaids and not the bride this year because I don't, I don't like they've, they've made these weird one-year commitments to Bertuzzi and, and Domi. They, I, I don't know if they both have movement clauses. I don't have cap friendly up, you know, like LTIR is really kind of their only way out, which is really fucking weird. Um, though I guess I shouldn't be surprised. It's been like that for a fucking decade. Um, I just I'm bummed. Like he would have been perfect on this team. And and you watch the game against the Bruins from Saturday. And the Bruins didn't engage the Leafs much because they knew if they engaged the Leafs, they were already ready. So they played a different game. The Leafs don't have the ability to do that. Right? Like they can't they still can't flip their game uh on a dime. And I I just don't like watching them play against the Bruins and they just look so intimidated. Like they just look like they don't I don't know. They don't look, I don't know. They're not pit. Like, I've, ugh, they're milk, dude. Like, it's just, you're right. They're milk. The the fucking, 
the the will to win is so non-existent. Like in overtime, Willie falls, and it's overtime, so it's three three on three. Willie falls, and Tavares and and Riley are are coasting on the back check like they're fucking Olympic speed skaters in the first leg of the eight hundred meters. Like, come on, guys, it's fucking overtime against a team that has your fucking number. Like, show some show skate. Just didn't. So a guy like Zadorov to protect the front of the net, a heart guy, you know, would have been perfect for that back end. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. Obviously, there's defensive issues with the Maple Leafs. But with their cap situation... I just I'm just trying to look at a way like on this team like is there a way that Ryan Reeves even makes sense on this roster anymore? I I don't know. Like here's the thing, you you almost wish we didn't get rid of Sam Lafferty to fit him in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. cuz he Sam Lafferty's more of kind of what that team needs right now. Um I I don't I don't see I'm trying to think I don't see what the way out is because teams are not going to line up to help the Leafs. Well, the good news is that they have Reeves uh, next year and the year after as well. <laughs> oh, that's a buyout like waiting to happen for sure. Um, but yeah, I as much as I wish we got Zadorov at the same time, it's do is is he is he more of just one aspect of what we really like, but we look at everything else that he brings and it's just not necessarily that great because he takes the most penalties on Calgary in his role. And a guy who plays like that typically does take more penalties than others. And for a team right now, that penalty kill is in the bottom 50% of the league. Is that really what you need? And if you're getting him to say, well, he's big and he can kill penalties. Not really. If he's the one sitting in the box all the time, um, now, Chris Tanev is obviously still out there. Um, do I think he's probably more in line with what they're targeting? Yeah, because he's a right shot. He blocks. He kills penalties. He can play top four minutes. He, I think he just brings more completely to yeah. what what they need holistically. Sounds like they need Justin Hall. No. I mean, Absolutely. I would also remind you, Zadorov had 14 goals last year. He only had 17 assists. But it's not like this guy's without other dimensions to his game. Yeah, he takes a lot of penalties, but <clears throat> again, we all know in the playoffs, like so there's there's been more penalties called in the playoffs lately, but I would imagine it's a certain type of penalty. The type of penalties that normally get called on Zadorov mid year, like roughing doesn't get called in the playoffs. Right? Protecting the front of your net doesn't get called in the playoffs. That stuff just doesn't happen. It's the weird mid ice stick trips and slashes that get called stuff in the blue paint still goes on uh, uncalled and, and it, we, we still need a guy like that Tanev would be great again ideal world was both of them <laughs> like the jays let's have all of them um but it's unfortunately not not in the cards man and good pickup by vancouver they're just so good right now and he's just he's the perfect like he's a perfect fit there too for them like they're a fucking monster the way the way they're going what a turnaround for that team being so garbage last year to now being one of the better teams in the league. It's now, are they more of what they were last year and they're just playing better right now? Or 
you know, like, will they come back down to earth? Well, Demko's a world beater goalie at the moment. Yeah, and, and the years that both Besser and Pedersen are having and Quinn Hughes are and unreal. the man I call JT Killer. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, a guy, again, a guy who went from not trying to being another world beater. Well, it's because he's, he's the exact player that Rick Tockett was and likes. And Rick Tockett's to, the perfect coach for that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to go too much back into the Blue Jays, but there is an interesting quote that Hazel May got from Ross Atkins. And basically he said, it's going to be exceptionally difficult for us to land, you know, two players. Take that as you will. Um, I think what he is essentially saying is that it's going to be very difficult for them to land um, Otani and Soto. I think that's what he means by that. But I don't know. There's all sorts of different ways you can read into Like if you want to look at the full. Sounds like a man confident getting one. Uh huh. And there was also like another thing from uh, I think it was Ben Nicholson Smith who said Ross Atkins declined to say where he is right now, <laughs> but the plan is for the Blue Jays GM to be in Nashville before uh, winter meeting, before long for the winter meetings. So he's not at the winter meetings, and Atkins wouldn't say specifically where he is at this moment. <laughs> so I'm he's, just saying maybe he's in a he's, restaurant. Uh, he's you know? in a fucking Joey's with. With Shohei Otani. You never know. That's, I think that's... He's in Japan. He's at Canoe. I don't know. Just saying. There's... I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. You know? They're, they're at Kinton. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kinton Row. So, apparently, John Morosi just said that his belief is that it's between the Dodgers, the Jays, the Braves, and Angels in that order. So, I'm going to say he's wrong. And I'm going to say it's between the the Jays and the Dodgers. The other teams don't. Like, this whole Angels thing, a lot of people have been throwing out the Angels, and I don't know why. He's not going back to the Angels. If he was going back to the Angels, he would have signed with the Angels a year ago. Yeah. This is not, this is not a thing. So, unless the Angels have said to him, hey, we're going to sign Yamamoto, come, come back home, then I can see them maybe entering the conversation. I don't know where the Braves came into this conversation at all. I think they came into it recently, so I can't say definitively yes or no. I think they no, felt but... left out. I think Braves fans felt left out, and someone created that. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I think it's firmly Dodgers or Blue Jays at this point, and I, I'm still believing in my bones that it's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays. I'll, I'll say this, though. There's like so much floating around. I, I feel like it's probably going to be in the next like two days, to be honest. I, I think so. I think what's happening is, is that likely Otani's informing teams already before the winter meetings to say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing and stuff like that so that they can conduct their business. He seems like a dude, one private and as well as probably fairly respectful given his cultural background that I wouldn't be surprised if he's informing them before the meetings get thoroughly underway so that teams conduct their business accordingly. How long are winter meetings? Like three days, four days. Right, Dustin? You're the baseball I have head. no idea, honestly. Oh. I, I thought it was like three, four days. I mean, we all have computers right in front of us. <laughs> Winter meetings length. We're idiots. What? Great radio. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, we're all asking questions that we just go to Google. I thought you had the answer by now, but no, okay. 
I'll just. I'm, I'm one handed typing. Leave me alone. I'm also I'm, looking at my phone right now. I got like for my credit card saying, here's your, uh, here's your verification code. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Three days. Which, is me, which just means someone's trying to use my credit card right now. Love it. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. It's three days. Okay. And we're, yeah, we're almost at the end of that. So that hopefully will be wrapping up the Shohei Otani situation pretty soon. I'm just saying, I know what I'm talking about sometimes when it comes to uh, picking a winner. Because if you look at my football picks, boys, for 13 straight weeks, I have been absolutely correct. I picked the Colts over the Titans in week 13. And you Which know was a what? close it one. Was, it sure fucking was. Yeah, you were sweating that one. Out oh, man. I thought it was all coming to an end this weekend. But the Colts managed to make it happen, scoring in overtime. Uh, and, and, of course... Michael Pittman Jr. too, as well, uh, scoring. I'd also like to touchdown. point out your fucking tight end had like 40 points this week, by the way. I'm just saying you don't need multiple tight ends, okay? If I had any other... there's How many times you get a tight end scoring that many points? It's rare, okay? But yes, everyone on my fantasy team this week uh, put up some big-ass numbers, so I am uh, very happy about that. I can't complain. Uh, literally everyone scored at least one touchdown, which has never happened before, which is pretty cool. Um, Maddie was right, too. He said the Chargers over the Patriots, and boy, was that an ugly one. But, hey, you know what? doesn't matter. Yeah, they, they don't care how. Exactly. Uh, they do care how um, James picked the loser again. Um, James picked the Steelers over the Cardinals, not only uh, giving him a loss in this pool, which he had four straight weeks of correct answers, did James. Uh, however, uh, it also... I believe cost you in your actual suicide pool. Yeah, or survival pool. I guess final six, and I got I got kicked out because I took the Steelers. I was hoping the rain delay was going to void the game, but the Steelers look like shit. Kenny Pickett sucks. Mitch Trubisky sucks. Fuck those guys. They'll make the playoffs. Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom, will figure it out. But like everything in the world was was pointing me. They were at home. The Cardinals suck. Dude, the Cardinals looked so fucking good against the Steelers. It was embarrassing. Like, Trey McBride-Kyler Murray connection is a real thing. I don't think uh, Kyler Murray trusts anybody more on in that offense more than Trey McBride. And I had Trey McBride on the bench in one of my pools. <clears throat> so, real unfortunate. However... At least you didn't have DK Metcalf on your bench. I don't have to worry about it. The other thing I don't have to worry about anymore is Travis Kelsey scoring any touchdowns because I had a backup parlay that didn't cash in. I picked five of six correctly on any time touchdown scores except Travis Kelsey because this man has a girlfriend now. So you know that he's not coming to the you – know? he's not joining us on Xbox Live. He's not coming out to yeah. watch the game. He got a girlfriend. Yeah, you know, I used to have a couple buddies over to watch wrestling every pay-per-view. And uh, one of them doesn't show up anymore, you know? He's got a girlfriend now. Sag. Yeah, that's just how it goes. So Travis Kelsey, same thing. He's got a girlfriend now. And he's uh, not catching touchdowns anymore. So it's uh, it's kind of funny, actually. It, it's funny. <laughs> like, he used to be as reliable. Me, but... <laughs> used to be as reliable as CMC to score a touchdown. Now it's just like he's getting plus money on like the odds for his anytime touchdown score 
it's insane. Yeah. And I don't, like I said, we were talking before the show. I don't think it's because she's there. I think it's because of all the extracurricular outside of it. Yeah. That's what I, like, I, he's, you know, listen, I'm not his fucking coach, nor am I Patty Mahomes, but, and we'll get to it, but like a loss to the Packers is uh, the bueno if you're wanting to repeat a Super Bowl champs. Well, it very well may have cost them home field advantage going through the entire playoffs up into the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And Mahomes has never played a road playoff Playoff game game. outside of the Super Bowl. So, I mean, if you're you're the Chiefs, you're like, look, I get it, but man up. Like, this is business time, especially this time of the year. You're going down to the final four or five weeks. Yeah. Fucking figure it out. Like, get your shit together. You know what? Have her at the Super Bowl. Get to the Super Bowl. You know, bring her to the game. That's fine. Whatever, but can, lock it in. Win the championship, bang her on the stage. Nobody cares. Like, just fucking... <laughs> yeah. Just, as Goodell's handing you the trophy, just full bent over. Full full American Psycho. Just pointed the yeah. camera. <laughs> While Shake It Off plays over the speakers. <laughs> That would be the most iconic moment in American television ever. Uh, yeah. Janet Jackson would be forgotten forever. Most likely. That'd be the new yeah. halftime show. Just put it on the Jumbotron every year. Uh, we'll quickly run through some of these games that happened this week. Uh, we do not know the result of the Jags and Bengals, but no one's going to watch that game anyways. But we are recording on a Monday night. That is why. Uh, Thursday game was Cowboys over the Seahawks. Uh, that was the game where DK Metcalf scored uh, three touchdowns. Thank God I didn't need him to win my fantasy this week. Yeah, that would have sucked. Yeah. Oh, I would have been so tilted. Uh, not much else to say about that, though. The Dak Prescott well, still... Uh... Yeah, I mean, except that all of the TV pundits now are calling on Dak Prescott to be considered for the MVP. Absolutely not. Chat. Well, this I think this was the first team they had beat this year that had a like a above 500 record that's so bullshit that like they he beats all these other teams below 500 and then it's like one game above 500 beaten team and they're like oh mvp like fuck off that's what i'm saying like, i don't believe i don't believe the hype and no, after beating the seahawks they're now at 500 so <laughs> right it's kind so, of borderline. to me right now mvp is between two guys cj stroud or christian mccaffrey uh, jalen hurts maybe but i i agree with that nah, jalen hurts well, Cowboys are six and on home though. Great. So keep that in mind as well. Just when you're doing your bets, those are interesting things to keep an eye on. Colts and Titans. We talked about this one already. Colts uh, got the victory in overtime with the touchdown to Michael Pittman Jr. Did you see Will I'm Levis lose it on DeAndre Hopkins on the sidelines? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. It was ballsy for a fucking rookie QB to unload on uh on deandre hopkins of all guys but listen derrick henry did leave the game with a concussion as well so keep that in mind as well i still think will levis is the real deal i don't think he's i think he's going to be their quarterback for a long time chargers and patriots had probably the worst football fuck that game, game. Ever watch. fuck that game um, we can move on from that picked austin Saints? eckler to score a touchdown no yeah i also picked austin eckler oh no, keenan allen sorry no, it doesn't uh, matter who you pick to score a touchdown. Score a touchdown. <laughs> Nobody. So, if you pick any Charger or Patriot to score a touchdown in this game, you just, what a fucking you boring it. game! Imagine Yo. buying tickets to that shit. Yeah, I'm Was not sold like, on Justin I, Herbert, man. 
I I heard on uh, Overdrive that the Patriots are the first team to lose three games in a season to under ten points. Yeah, it's bad. I, I don't <laughs> it's know. Real bad. Like, what do you what do you guys think about Justin Herbert? Great talent, not a lot around him. I think he's Philip Rivers two point yeah, That'd probably be accurate. I don't Currently. know what a lot of the times with these teams and these players, specifically like Herbert. Sometimes it's hard to identify exactly what the problem is. And I think we're going to get to that in a second with a couple of games coming up on my list here. Um, sometimes it's not as easy as saying, I don't think Herbert is the guy because it might be the offense he's running. It might be, you know, the game script or whatever. There's, t- there's too many times with the Chargers where they're not using Austin Eckler. I'm like, well, what the fuck's the problem? Is Eckler banged up and or this not running plays designed for him or they're trying to operate their offense a different way or whatever. I just think the talent is there for the Chargers. It's just execution at this point, and I just don't know exactly who to blame in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Lions and Saints. This was a fun one to watch. This was back and forth all night. Yeah. Sort of. Um, Sam Laporta. Let me tell you something. Dude. All right. He's going to inherit the mantle of best tight end in the league from Travis Kelsey real soon. He's He's getting there. And especially as a rookie, too. That's yeah. exceptional what he's, he's doing. He's going to set the rookie uh, yards record this year for a tight end. He almost deserves the moniker of 7-Eleven. You know, that guy was always opened. Yep. And the Lions took it's advantage crazy. of that. And it was- when I watch his catches, how fucking open he is. Yeah. Like, nobody... Like, he makes it's it like look they, so easy. Right. It's like they fucking... And either that, again, back to your point about the Chargers... Either that's coaching and the play calling, or he's just that fucking good, or it's a combination of the both, uh, of both together. And because I'll watch these plays, and I'm like, this guy has zero defenders around him, and that is impossible. But here it is, wide open. And he, he's not even like a massive human being in relative to the NFL. He's only six four. <laughs> only six four. But like I said, I mean. I'm six one, not six okay. four, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. In terms of like regard to in in respect to the NFL, like he's average size for height. So, you know the fact that he's so efficient at say such a young age, and it's not like he's a freak of nature like Calvin Johnson was as a wide receiver. That it's you know it's impressive. Falcons over the Jets, thirteen eight. Um, I was very happy in picking up the Falcons defense. Oh, that paid off quite well. 21 points, 21 fancy points uh, for the Falcons defense. It's, um, and this is what I was getting at when we were talking about the Chargers and Herbert of, I don't know, he could be, but I don't know if Herbert is explicitly the problem. I certainly don't think that Timmy Boyle is the answer for the Jets. I think I can definitively say that. But now it seems like, you know, remember that scene in Happy Gilmore where Happy goes back to Chubbs Peterson and he's like, you were wrong. I was right. You're incredibly good looking. I'm ugly. You're the best. I'm the worst. (laughs) That's how I feel like. The Jets are going to have to talk to Zach Wilson right now. Yeah, there's the report Matt, Maddie shared that he doesn't want to start. So after that, apparently, 
Saleh came out and addressed it, and he was like, "Look, if that was true, he wouldn't Salah? be here." Salah, Saleh, whatever. Salah. Salah. He came out and he had said, "Like, look, if that was true, he wouldn't be here. He would have been cut right away. Hmm. Like, he would have right. been so gone." We don't know if there's any truth to the reports of yeah Zach Wilson saying he doesn't want to start. I don't. I don't think any athlete would ever say that. No. Now, given his treatment and how he's been, this whole thing has been handled, I can see why he'd be perturbed. But I, I don't know. I, I find that hard to believe that he would have. I don't know, um, man. Th- like the the Jets thing is like. So the the offense is created for Aaron Rodgers, right? And Nathaniel Hackett's in there. But, like, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, shouldn't you be trying to work with what you have? You know what I mean? Like, why aren't they... Why aren't they tailoring more for Wilson instead of forcing him to play Rodgers' offense? I don't know. Like, again, they have two premier offensive players in Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And they can't seem to figure out how to use them. I just I don't I don't understand it. I I don't. And here, here's the interesting thing, and I, I'm pretty sure, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers suggested on the Pat McAfee show that he's only going to come back if there's a reason to. Like if they're not in, a, they the Jets are not in a playoff position by the time he's healthy enough to play, he's not going to play. So no. they're already right now sitting. They're four and eight. They need to start winning games now if they have any hope of Aaron. I Rodgers thought I saw that the loss to the game. Falcons meant that it was over. I don't know if it was officially over. I don't think it can. Well, it'll it'll be next year for for Rodgers. Then, I mean, at he's this not, point, probably. Yeah, it's hard to make the playoffs as a nine and. They don't play sixteen games anymore, so I guess nine and eighteen or eight. And so they have to run the table. They have to run the table. They need to win out to have a a prayer of making the playoffs. Now, so, yeah. Aaron Rodgers could help that. So I guess what I'm saying is the Jets are going to need to win at least the next two or three games without Aaron Rodgers in order to have a prayer of him coming back and saying, "Okay, I'm going to get us over the, the finish line." Here's the thing: if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're watching these games. I'm not coming back with that O line. That's a death sentence. You're, you're, yeah, you're asking to have two snaps and then you're done. A third snap. Jets, your other fucking Achilles. Yeah. The Jets' next game is against the Texans at home. Then they're in Miami. Then it's not worth they it. Are at, then they're at home against the Commanders. And then they finish the season on the road in Cleveland, in New England. So the last two games of the season are winnable, certainly. Um, the Texans and Dolphins are going to be a problem. So obviously, what? what a- um, what? Do they have their first round pick this year? I don't know. Or did that go? Did that go to the? Go Packers? to what the Packers? I, I'm not certain off the top of my head, but um, I understand what you're trying to get at. That maybe it's worth folding it up and saying, you know what, let's just call it for this season. But the problem with the Jets' record, at least, they are, like, they're not bad enough. You know what I mean? Like, there are some dog shit teams in the NFL this year. But if we're looking at teams that are going to be looking for the number one pick in the draft, well, you're you're going to have to be competing with teams like the Patriots, who have 10 losses. Now, look, I know the Jets are right there with 4-8, and but... 
there's also the Commanders with nine losses. There's the Panthers with eleven. The Jets losses. have their pick. The Cardinals, but the Panthers, but the Panthers aren't going to be going for a QB. No, so you can enough. rule. You can rule them out of that. For what? You definitely know the Patriots for drafting a QB. Oh, the Panthers don't have their pick. It goes to the Bears. Then the well, then the Bears may be using that pick. That's for sure. The Bears will have two top five picks. Oh. If you're the Jets, do you consider going to the Bears and being like, "Hey, give us one of those picks and Zach will for Zach Wilson in our first round pick"? No, they're not going to do that. They're not. They don't want Wilson. They're going to want if they're if they're going to move on from Fields, they're not going to take on Wilson. I think. What the if Jets they go? Sit, what if what if they do Fields for Wilson? Hmm. Mm, I, I think, think if if that's even a discussion, they would get the Jets first as well. The Jets. Yeah. I mean, the Jets currently pick seventh, and some. There's going to be a good QB there. Well, I think no. I think if Rogers is playing, they're going to draft tackle. They were going to draft an offensive lineman because this fucking line sucks, um, and they need to start figuring that out. So a lot of a lot but, of uh, a lot of mock drafts you, have them taking a lineman. But do you take a lineman in the draft or try to sign one? And uh, then you go. And- I think you probably take one in the draft if you can. Yeah, but I don't probably. Know. I mean, because because that's the thing. I was talking to uh, somebody because we we're talking about QBs. Uh, I knew at work about QBs in the draft, and an interesting stat about NFL. Well, not stat, but something we saw just looking back at drafts. QB is the biggest crapshoot of any player in the NFL, and I get that that's like well, duh, but like it's not even close. Like you look at tight ends, wide receivers, and stuff picked in the first two or three rounds. These guys are always guaranteed to be serviceable NFL players. Like guaranteed, like we had trouble finding receivers that weren't like, oh that guy's pretty good, or tight ends or running backs going, oh that guy's pretty good, but quarterbacks like ninety percent of them are washouts in the first two rounds, which is crazy if you think about it. So I would take if I were them, I would take the sure bet, knowing yeah, that there's like there's like three or four tackles and edge players on for like in the top ten. So, um, something that just caught my attention that we need to put a pin in and talk about next week is I'm gonna make a note is liking posts on Instagram. I know I've, I've touched upon this topic before, but there's a uh, new developing information that I think we uh, need to discuss as a, as a, a party of people and <laughs> and also warn my fellow listeners of you know the happenings and the things that are going on in the world of Instagram. So I'm just gonna make a note. Anyways, um. Upset of the week alert. This was the Cardinals over the Steelers. Cardinals getting their first away victory of the season. And the Steelers, of course, losing their starting quarterback in the process. I'm sure it's part of the problem there. Um, anyways. Fuck them. I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a Ravens fan, so yeah, fuck the Steelers. I don't care. Why? Because um, fuck them. That's why. <laughs> The Dolphins doing the Dolphins sort of thing. Holy shit. Putting up 45 points on the Commanders. Achan. Achan is back, baby. Mostert. All three of them. Fuck. You get two touchdowns, and you get two touchdowns, and you get two touchdowns. Oh, man. It's fun to watch the Dolphins offense when they're really clicking like this. Uh, The Texans just barely got by the Broncos. The Broncos were hot going into this game. Almost made the comeback all right at the end there. Um, it, I don't want to believe the Broncos are good, but 
they were right in this game with the Texans. So, dude, the Texans are good though. That that Stroud yeah. Collins, dude, go back and watch the highlights of CJ Stroud's throws that game. Again, another game where he had throws no business making. However, Tank Dell did leave the game with an injury. Oh, broken so, broken fibula. Oh. Yeah, so that's really tough to hear. Tank Dell is having a monster season mm-hmm. and a big part of that Texans offense. It sucks to see he's such a good player, but they're going to have to adapt without him. Uh, the Panthers, woof, oof. They are now 0-7 on the road. Improve or improve, <laughs> move to a one and eleven record in the NFL. They are firmly the worst team in the NFL, I think, at this point. Losing to the Buccaneers, twenty one eighteen. Chuba Hubbard got a couple touchdowns though. That's I'm not cool. gonna. I'm not gonna lie though. If you're the Panthers, you're shitting yourself right now because you see C.J. Stroud what he's doing in Houston and legitimate talks of being in the MVP talk, and you could have had him, but you took Young. It's just ah. Uh, Dude, Bryce Young is so short, he can't see over the line. That's the problem. Like, he can't. Not like Kyler Murray, but he gets it done, so. Rams and Browns. I love seeing the Browns lose games. It was a good time. Puka Nakua showed up, which is lovely. Cooper Cup did not. Uh, I mean, he scored a touchdown, so whatever. But he didn't get the yards that uh, I think people are expecting of a Cooper Cup. Actually, I don't think he got a touchdown. Never mind. Anyways. 49ers and Eagles. This is cool. just a drumming. Yeah. It was I I almost I felt like I was I kept waiting for the Eagles to come back. And that comeback never came. And they can tush push all they want. But when your defense is giving up 42, and that's that's not going to work. Did the I 49ers mean, I, solidify themselves as the biggest threat to the Super Bowl? I I, I would think so. On the road too. Yeah. I mean, I I think this says more of what the 49ers are than what the Eagles are. Like, I don't think the Eagles are as bad as a 41-point team against the Niners. I really don't. Um, yeah. But I do think the 49ers are just, when everyone's healthy, a very well-oiled machine. That's the I, key. I think it's something to keep. Yeah. I think it's something to keep an eye on, though. When the Eagles go down early, I don't know if their run defense is good enough to stop it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're able to bang out a couple touchdowns in the first half and all of a sudden go up 14 nothing, and then just run the ball for the rest of the game. Now, I know it's Christian McCaffrey, so maybe there's yeah. there's that as well, right? But their run defense didn't look good. So somebody to keep an eye on for the, the Eagles, and maybe they've been figured out. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from this. And then the Packers over the Chiefs. We talked about this briefly when we were talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And this is not ideal for the Chiefs. Well, I think you're not. You think you're finding out that the Chiefs don't have as many weapons as maybe they like. I don't think Mahomes can do it by himself. I just I yeah, don't. We've been saying we've been saying that since Tariq Hill left. And no, I know, but like, got it. Done. Like, if I was if I was the Chiefs, I would have gotten Adam Thielen from the Panthers. He would have been a, a wonderful option for them, right? Um, it's just it doesn't. Uh, I picked the Packers in a parlay too. Well, because they were also getting like nine and a half points. No, I picked the money line. Uh, well, speaking of parlays and money lines, we are now going to pick our parlay and money line for week 14. As oh my God, we're already week 14 in the NFL. It's crazy. 
I have picked, as you know, 13 consecutive correct answers. And this week will be no different. Because this week I'm going with the Saints over the team I just said is by far the worst team in the NFL. They are a 1-11 record. They're 0-7 on the road. And this game will be on the road for them. The Saints are at home. They're currently favored by 5.5. Lock it in. The Saints over the Panthers. Unless Kamara starts breaking people's legs again. Ah, oh, oh God, that was nasty, eh? Poor guy. It was, was not that guy the right screaming way. in pain. Yeah, and like the video, I watched it once, and I can't watch it again. And when you scroll through Instagram, it's like you see Kamar start running, and I like quickly scroll past because I can. I used to watch like surgeries on TLC and shit. I can't watch bones and shit going the wrong way. Like that. That's like fucking fucks me up. Yeah, if you didn't see the the highlight, it was Alvin Kamara was. I think it was like a weird screen pass. And he got pushed out of bounds. And as he got pushed out of bounds, he like ran into the line judge. And like you see, Kamara get, you see Kamara get up and look over at the line judge. He's like, oh shit, like he must be hurt. And I think someone like went to like roll the line judge over to see what was going on. But as they did that, like his leg just, you know, dangled the opposite yeah. direction of the way it should and be. And he was doing his the best was like screaming and best Jim Ross on fire impression. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if that ever happened to me, I hope I'd like instantly go into shock where I wouldn't Pass feel it. Out. But dude, that I'm guy just like, feeling it. Brother. I'm thinking about it and like I, I getting like the cringy tingles all over the place right now. Yeah, no bueno. Uh, what about your pick, James? The Packers over the Giants because they beat up on the Chiefs, and the Giants so, suck with Tony DeVito. That is. Fair. Green Bay currently is three six and a half point oh, favorite six. in wow. that game. It's a Monday night game, so we probably won't have an update for next week's episode. But we'll see. And then Maddie. Uh I'm going with Texans over the Jets. Not because I believe that the Texans are gonna score a shit ton of points. I just don't think the Jets can score a shit ton of points. They can't score a touchdown, period. So I mean, I feel like the Texans really just need three field goals and they'll be okay. So, um, right. I'm taking the Texans over the Jets. Also, too, like Singletary, Pierce, Collins. I know Tank Dell's out, but I think, uh, you know, I think they'll still be able to motor along. Dalton Schultz going to come back? Not sure. Uh, Texans are favored by six and a half in this one. They're on the road. Uh, if you were to parlay all of those together, I'm going to say, you no, know, I'm going to say $9. On a five dollar bet, you would make seven dollars. Oh, <laughs> so um, of course, please play responsibly. Don't take this as real betting advice. Fanduel sponsors and uh, Fanduel, please uh, sponsor us uh, if you wanna. Uh, you know how to reach us. Just, oh, just DM our Instagram. Don't like email us. <laughs> no checks. Um, yeah, we, we are like already over time. Do you yeah. want to quickly uh, mention what you want to see from the game awards? Sure. Let's do it in post credits. What difference does it make? Oh, sure. Okay, fine. Sure, let's do it. Real quick. Go ahead. You go first, Dustin. I want to see more about Metal Gear Delta. Oh, who cares? Hey, man. You get fucking... Here's uh, here's my here's my best friend in the world. Here's Hideo Kojima. And I know he has nothing to do with it, but how cool would it be if, like, here's Hideo Kojima. Hey, Kojima comes on stage. He's like, hey, CM Punk came back to the WWE. I'm, I'm back with... Back to Konami. 
Or just licensed out and that he's working on it. Or he's got to watch a trailer for a game that he created but it's not involved in. <laughs> I like it. Strapped to a chair, like, tape his eyes open. He's got to watch the... <laughs> like Clockwork Orange. Metal Gear Delta trailer. Everything that I would want to see is gone. Like, GTA 6 trailer. Dragon Age said next summer. Like, ah... Uh, there's not much, I think... I'm interested in, in being surprised, I guess. Like, that's kind of where I'm at now. So... I have an idea, but Maddie, go on. I want just in case I steal your idea. So I I have a couple things, mostly revolving around kind of the same thing. One would be to get an update on the Kotor remake, even though people said it was dead. There's talk that it's actually still being worked on by some developers at uh, Ember, so or Embracer. So I would like to get some kind of update on that, and I would like some update potentially on seeing something on the rumored Final Fantasy IX remake. Mm. Okay, so you didn't say what I thought you were going to say. Actually, I, as I said that, I'm like, oh, he's probably going to say something Final Fantasy. And he did. Yep. So I wasn't going to steal your idea. What about, I know it might be early, but what about Wolverine? Yeah, probably. I think I, I think they're still into the Spider-Man thing that we might see a Venom DLC ta- teaser. Mm. Um, like an episode Venom kind of thing, like Miles Morales was, but for Venom. Um before we'd see something with Wolverine, to be honest. I would like it, but I just think that's what we would see first. Well, we'll, well find out on both? Thursday. We could get both. <laughs> Wolverine cameos like, in the Venom that's game. The, that's the episode title. We could just get both. <laughs> why not both? Why not both? Why not us? Yeah. Why not us and why not both? And exactly. why not now? And why not hit the music for everyone's favorite segment of the week? That's right, it's everyone's favorite segment of the week because it's the segment where we get to hear Maven's entrance music as uh, everyone loves to celebrate the man with no hair and lots of eyebrows. I'm going to go first. My shout out. And if you're new to the program, our shout outs are, we just like to say something positive about someone or something because sometimes we can be overly negative on a podcast, although we weren't today. It's nice to end on a high note and end on a positivity. So my shout out goes to the entire team at Rockstar Games. I know they have been struggling with this one for a long time, working really hard on Grand Theft Auto 6. Leaks. And there were so many leaks before they were ready to say anything. And they had to come out and say, yep, we're working on Grand Theft Auto 6. We didn't want to say it this way, but we are. We'll let you know when some, some more, there's something more to talk about. And then they did let us know and said, okay, we're dropping a trailer in early December. And then a few days early, like some shithead kid, like released the trailer. So they well, have to end up releasing the trailer early. So that leak, that was one leak from that kid. Someone on Twitter actually had the trailer like a few hours before it released and they put it online and Twitter took down the account. But then Rockstar's like, well, it's already out there. So here, watch it legit on our YouTube. Oh, wow. Okay. So it hadn't, it wasn't necessarily because of the kid a couple days ago. It was because someone actually leaked the full trailer earlier today. My goodness. So it sucks because I know how hard these people work for years on end 
on a project like this. So yeah. shout out to all those folks at Rockstar Games. They're killing it. I'm sure they're going to kill it when this game comes out. And I'm sure it's going to be a huge success and I can't wait to play it. So I, I'll, I'll say this. And the one thing you kind of like bring up a good point and I'll try and make this real quick. When you talk about like they've been working on it for a long time and blah, blah, blah. It just brings me back to the whole mindset when people play games and they're like, oh, we'll just do this. Like, just fix it. Just do this. I don't think people grasp the complexity of software development, especially when it comes in respect to video games. It's not just, oh, just fix this because you have to go through different levels of te testing and do regression testing and make sure shit doesn't break other shit and stuff like that. So, you know, like big shout out to those developers because it is gruesome work jim uh i'm gonna tell you something that's kind of fucking weird you never would have believed it but i had never seen an episode of dark side of the ring uh and i started watching really? it yeah so i started watching it recently because like there's a catalog of stuff i can go back and you know the best part about it is i don't have to watch it linear um, i can kind of pick and choose which episodes i want to watch um, I want, I had never really gotten into the full story of the plane ride from hell, but that was fucking hilarious. Not hilarious in a good way. Hilarious in a, holy fuck, how can grown adults act like that for an extended period of time? Um, so I got two shout outs. One is I'm going to shout out Bret Hart. I, you know what? It's very easy <laughs> to forget how fucking good Bret Hart was at every little thing he did. Like you can go back and think about Bret Hart, the screw job and, and being a champ whatever but even little things like the way he hit the turnbuckle like with his sternum and like it looks so violent or his dives to the like everything was so like it looked real right like he was just really good at communicating in the ring yeah brett did something back then that no one does anymore now and it's called selling <laughs> yeah like, he would he would sell everything or and even when he gave his opponent credit, I remember that match he had against Waltman as one, two, three kid where they go through that chain wrestling bit and Waltman gets the oh. best of him and he gives him that like head nod. Like yeah. this kid's pretty a good. Little look, a little look of like, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. We don't get that. It's little subtleties. And, and that's also what I mean by selling. Like everything he does has a purpose and it's like, and he's telling a story in every movement he makes. And it is so subtle that a lot of people it's lost on a lot of people so like if bret hart were to be wrestling in today's era i don't think he would because it just he wouldn't fit now he's probably good enough to adapt and do whatever but like his style and the way he did things it's it's a lost art yeah and the other shout outs to a guy who we worked a little bit with in smash and his name is don cook who story edited two of the episodes for uh, Dark Side of the Ring, and he put together that Well of Machines video. I don't know if you remember it, the black and white one. It was yeah. really fucking good. Yeah, Don's uh, Don's the best. So shout out to him too for for those episodes. Really enjoyed them. Matty, mine is a preemptive shout out to the Toronto Blue Jays <laughs> for landing Shohei Otani <laughs> nice. and like giving that. us all the hope we need and deserve to show that. You know what? We aren't just a secondary market because we're not New York or we're not the Dodgers or we're not the Cubs or, you know, the the Reds or the Giants that, you know, we're, we're a big market. We're arguably the biggest market in baseball because we're a whole country. And I know we lean into that a lot, but still. But regardless of whatever happens, the fact that we got this deep with Otani and, you know, it's still ongoing just shows that we aren't just 
an, uh, an afterthought for some of the bigger players, right? I think it also helps that Otani isn't an American, not Otani wasn't from there, but even still saying that, just the preemptive shout out to them. We got a seat at the table. Exactly. And, and shout out to all of you for listening to another episode of 43.6, which of course is brought to you by Now Your Treasures. We'll see you next week when we talk about the Toronto Blue Jays landing Shohei Otani. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for it to finally happen. We'll probably also talk about the fallout of the Game Awards as well. I'm super excited for that. It's going to be a great week. Yep. Hope you have a good one. But until then, help control the pet population and have your pet spayed or neutered.